Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 242. I'm Dave and I'm here with Rich. Rich, how are you? Hello, hello everybody. I'm good, Dave. Yourself? Pretty good, man. And listeners should know we had a little lunch ourselves, just a gathering of gods, just you and me. Uh, in the restaurant today, as we want to do, just discussing affairs of state, etc. Um, you know, yes. which was which was interesting. Speaking of affairs of state, did you see the Australian cricket team captains resigned? Oh dear. Uh, I didn't. He's Over... resigning right after a World Cup win, is he? N- not Aaron Finch, Tim Payne. Uh, there's been a, a sexting uh, text message scandal unearthed from 2017. Uh, and it was just about to hit the papers, and so he resigned effective immediately as of this afternoon. So I wouldn't say Australian cricket in crisis. I think he's hugely replaceable, um, but it's a bit of a speed bump, you know, just before an Ashes series, is, you know. Is, six, is 16 against the law now? just the optics on it is always rich, you know what I mean? Like, I agree. I I actually think he's massively replaceable, so I'm sort of like, fine. He wants to keep playing, and I'm like, if I, I should be a selector because I wouldn't have selected in the last two years. But anyway, um, so that happened, and that was that's always, you know... We, we like to keep our US listeners up to date with Australian cricket news. <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate... I'm sure they appreciate the updates on the Australian cricket team from me. Um, how has your week been, Rich? What have you been doing? It's been a lot of was a hard working week from memory. What you were saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Just getting uh, prepared for Black Friday and all that sort of crap. So which is which is next Friday? Is that globally the same day as in the states? Um, no, I don't. Well, know. I think the states is a bit behind us. I mean, I suppose technically ours would be technically the same date though. But we we'd have it beforehand, but only because we're ahead of them on the time zone thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so next week is going to be very busy for you, Rich, right? Well, that's what the work hopes, I guess. Yeah, and we all know from, I remember last year, Christmas just, it kills the whatever's left of your positivity, doesn't it, Rich? It just really, it's like a steamroller over you, man, the Christmas period. Remember last Christmas show, you were, you were, you were, you were recording an album with Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yeah, well, yep, almost blew my brains out. <laughs> He had the shotgun in the mouth. <laughs> well, it was next to me. Yeah, it was next to you. Just, just, just patting well, I the shotgun. I can't, I can't talk with it in my mouth. Yeah, that was. I, I do recall the the mood. And, and in fairness, I completely understand the mood too. I, I'd, I, I'd hate to work in retail. Firstly, I've said this before on the show. I just can't stand up that long with my with my bad back and bad knees. Even with them a bit better than they were. Um, I just, I honestly just can't do it. Like physically, after about forty minutes of standing, I, I need to sit down. You know, um, I don't know how you do it. And then can put on top of that, dealing with the general public, um, you know, face to face, like not even over the phone. It's a tough gig, man. And you, you're the man for it. You've been doing it. You've been out there in the retail, uh, you know, warfront for a long time, Rich. As long as I've known you. Sadly, yes. Yeah. So Christmas season's coming up. Poor old Rich. 
Um, we're going to do the show next week for listeners. It'll drop a day later because we're going to just do uh, a Saturday show instead of a Friday night show. So no real, no real differences. I'll make sure I get it up nice and early. So have you been reading anything, Rich, or watching anything over the last week that's caught your interest, new or old? Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't say anything new. No, I was uh, I was rewatching. Um, I was just tired, so I was just rewatching the the IT crowd. I love that show. That that show doesn't age really good. That's a good show. That's got the guy, uh, the sort of British guy with the big curly hair. Um, uh, yeah, Dave uh, Aioli or something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, like he he has one style of comedy, but I do find him kind of amusing. I've not really I've not watched he's, it, but I've seen bits and pieces he's, of it. He's very funny because I've seen him on that. Um, Graham Norton. Uh, he does that. No, 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 no. He does that show with uh, Jimmy Carr. Uh, it's when they have like the, the three different panels and they're talking about the news of the week or something like that. Right. And then they, they've got to kind of try and guess what the news is or something. And it, it, usually they have a lot of comedians on there and it turns out they'd be just a big laugh fest. So. Yeah. No, he's a talented comedian. So um, was there a lot of seasons of that show or is it kind of one of those ones is there like two or three seasons? I think and that's it was, it? Yeah, I think it was like three yeah. Well, British don't like British people don't like to call them seasons, but yeah, there was about three. What do they, what do they call them? Series. They don't call them seasons. Series, I think. Like oh, series one. Who series cares? Two, who three. like this is where I don't care. Um, okay, so you've done that. You know what I saw, Rich, uh, in the last week? It dropped on Disney Plus. Shang Chi. Uh, and yes, yes, you were saying that. And I was I was telling you this at lunch. So. Here's my official review. Better than I expected, and I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I found it quite entertaining. I will never watch it again. It's not rewatchable for me at all. Like, I don't care about it much. Um, we, now, you you and I... Were, so, in, in essence, it's, it's, not, it's not bad. Like, I, I, I genuinely, you know, enjoyed watching it. Like, I had, I had a decent time. And 7.5 is probably being a bit... Generous. It's probably between a seven and seven point five, but let's round up. Um, now, spoilers. There's nothing much, really. I mean, it's all just martial arts action and who gets the rings of the Mandarin at the end. It's a spoiler. It's Shang Chi, you know. Um, and, yeah, and what's his name? Um, what's the guy's name, dude? He, who played the fake Mandarin? You know, he was like Gandhi and Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Oh, Ben Kingsley. Yeah, yeah Ben yeah. Kingsley's good. Good in it. Uh, he's got more of a role than you'd expect. And he's less wacky than he was the previous time. Um, he has quite a role in the second half and is quite entertaining, actually. Uh, overall, it's reasonably entertaining. Um, now, you were saying, are there any links to a wider story? And the biggest one that I can sort of say is that, obviously, Wong is all through it. Like, um, you have Wong finding the abomination and then it seems like they're friends as well, like they're sort of sparring partners. Um, so Wong's in it, and kind of Wong's in it at the end, and Wong takes him to see Doctor Strange or something at the end, whatever. But um, the rings, <coughs> excuse me, the, it's actually kind of cool. Like the, the guy who's the father of Shang-Chi has these rings on which keep him um, make him immortal, basically. Um, and he's kind of like a conqueror. So like he was Genghis Khan, he was other famous, you know, people through history. Um, but anyway, obviously he's the bad person and in the end, you know, Shang-Chi beats him and gets the rings. They come on to Shang-Chi and then they're like, there's something along the lines of, I think it's in the post-credits scene, what are the rings doing? And it's like, they're calling to something, something out there. So 
there's no definition of what it is, but like they sent out a pulse when Shang Chi got put the rings on, they converted them to him instead of the other guy. Uh, it sort of sent like a, I don't know if they say the stress call, but it sends out it sends out a, a signal to someone out there. So clearly, that's the start of them seeding. You know, the next big bad, whether that's Galactus or, or whoever. Um, it's pretty general, but there's that. Um, also, the 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 bad guy is obsessed with trying to resurrect his dead wife, who's Shang-Chi's mother, um, and her people are sort of from, like, this hidden sort of monastery or, or, you know, sort of plane of existence or something. Like, I don't know what it is exactly, but sort of like a... It's very similar to Iron Fist, you know, how they, they have the, the gateway. Um, mm-hmm. These people have sort of a, a monastery kind of... I forget what they call it, but community, I guess is the best word to describe it, that's kind of hidden by this maze, and their job is to protect... Uh, the forces of sort of I, I forget the word, but like sort of like a nameless enemy um, to come out of these this gate, which they've blockaded with a massive mountain and stuff. Uh, obviously, this guy and basically the 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 creature inside it or the entity inside it tricks people into wanting to open the gate. So essentially, they're going to Shang Chi's father. You can resurrect. The wife, he, they, they, he's thinking the wife's calling out to him saying, come and get me from this gate. And that's what drives him to find the hidden monastery and try to get through the, you know, the, the sort of mountain to open it up, blah, blah, blah. And all this evil shit comes out. And it's really just the evil entity, um, you know, manipulating him, basically. So, mm. in essence, that's the story. I mean, it's, look, I didn't expect much and I was reasonably enjoyed it. I, I You know, 7.5, I think, is a pretty fair marking. Um... The guy who plays Shang-Chi, I didn't really care for his performance too much. I, I didn't feel he was... I, I didn't feel he was... Um, I've always sort of Shang-Chi... What little I know of Shang-Chi, the comic character, and it is, I've always sort of him as Bruce Lee. You know what I mean? Like, in my imagination, when I've seen him in the comics, he looked like Bruce Lee. I always felt he was Marvel's Bruce Lee. This guy has a different look. They didn't go down that route. Um, so visually, it wasn't really a big thing for me. Uh he seemed to be playing younger than he is. Um, I did. I wasn't in love with the actor, frankly, but the, the overall movie was decent. Like you know, it's the Marvel formula: um, rinse and repeat, uh, basically. Like you know, and reasonably entertaining. Like they've made enough of these movies that they know what they're doing, kind of thing. So, well, yeah, they've made enough of them that they can just put that on a conveyor belt and just. Yeah, yeah, and and, and and sometimes that conveyor belt really feels like you know super processed food. This one had a had a, it had an Asian aesthetic to it, sort of overlaid like the Disney Asian aesthetic, um, and it was it was reasonably entertaining. So I mean, it was it you know it, it I, I you know, look on Disney Plus I'll I'll watch it you know because it, it, no charge and I'll do the same thing with it with Eternals. The only thing I know about Shang-Chi is that China just keeps on looking for reasons to hate this movie. Yeah, what did you say? You said there was some scandal with China. What was the what was the scandal? Yeah, so I'm not sure if it was the Chinese government or the Chinese censor or, or something like that. Because obviously I don't think the movie came out in China. Right. Um, but, but they were saying that um, someone at Disney put a, a Tiananmen Square uh, reference in right. the movie like sneakily so there's a scene on the bus i think where they're having a fight scene on the bus or something yes and yep. the bus driver's number on his sleeve um <laughs> uh, is actually the tenement square date backwards right 
1989, whenever it was in 89. Um, yeah, so, so, but what's so they that problem say with that, that someone at Disney has done that. Well, you know, China likes to pretend that that never happened. Yeah, I was going to say, it happened, happened, China. Like Nothing nothing happened on this day. Like, I'll say it on Signal. China's human, human rights record is appalling. It's amongst the worst in the world. And the Tiananmen Square massacre is called that for a reason, where for younger listeners they killed, you know, a stack of students who were protesting. Uh, yeah, it happened. Uh, China trying to sort of big brother 1984 the news. Um you know, it, it did I happen. Mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past that there was someone on the probably the production, as I said, who probably put that in there, thinking that maybe. How the hell did people or... find this out? Like a number on some guy's sleeve. Yeah, on the bus driver's sleeve. It's the as I said, it's the date backwards. Um, but Jesus. Th- there's that, and then obviously, um, they're not very. They're not big fans of uh, what's his name, Simu Liu, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan either. Comments about the CCP, but also apparently a lot of Chinese, and this is not me saying this, just want to put that forward. This is the Chinese audience mm. said that he wasn't handsome. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming by Chinese standards. I don't think it's particularly good looking. Um, I mean, I'm not Chinese, but that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, so that that's all I know about Shang-Chi is that uh, China just hates it. I mean, look, uh, it's a tough sell to a Chinese audience anyway because Disney are making a far inferior product to what the Chinese usually get, you know? Like, movies that are marketed in the Chinese market are far more sort of in touch with their audience than Disney's fucking attempt, you know? If if, if I wanted to sit down and watch a good action kung fu movie, I would be going for a Hong Kong movie or something. I wouldn't be going for Shang-Chi. Yeah, and and believe you me, you're exactly right. Like, none of the kung fu or whatever in this is, like, anything approaching what you'd see in those movies. Like, honestly. Like, it's, it's, you know, hey, I'm actually... It's the Western uh, stunt way of making a fight scene, whatever. It's not the Hong Kong way. No, no. I mean... Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they spoke to some people, but I'm just saying, like, you know, Americans have a different way of of shooting action movies than what, obviously, like Hong Kong and China will do. The closest that I would say this movie was, it took some cues from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, if you recall that film, um, from about twenty years ago. You know, I, from what I saw in the trailers, I, I kind of felt like the similar Liu guy was kind of almost channeling Jackie Chan in a way. Mm. Yeah. I could um, say that. You know, like, he, he's trying to be that every man yeah. action. He is. You know, and he goes, Shang-Chi, uh, you know, like me, Shang-Chi, uh, uh, Jackie Chan doesn't look very threatening no. or, you know, badass, but it's the shit that he does that's badass, and I think that's maybe what they were trying to... Oh, for sure. ...trying to aim for with Shang-Chi, so, but I don't know. That's it. I mean, who knows? Well, uh, I'm going to downscore it to a seven, now that, I, now, that I, now that I've really had some time to think about it. Seven, and I'll, and I'll stay there. Now, to give context, I think seven's still a decent score. Um, I gave Captain Marvel an 8 out of 10, which I still stand by. Um, I'd give Black Panther a 7.5. So it's in that realm where even though they're characters I don't particularly care about, I find the movies reasonably watchable. Now, um, yeah, I I think 7's where I'll land. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, uh, turning to some other news, Richard, I caught that Boba Fett, um, I think it's like the man behind the helmet or something, whatever it was called on Disney+. Plus. Now, this was just pure filler, honestly. Like, this was a. I watched this late at night. I was about to go to bed. And I was like, oh, there's a Boba Fett thing on here. And you know, I love Boba Fett. And I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. And I was like, and then 20 minutes later, I was like, I regret that. 
<laughs> like, it was just such a puff piece. Like, it, it had things that were interesting, but it was just such a puff piece. Like, such a... I was just like, fuck you, Disney+. Plus. Like, this was really a waste of my time. You, you told me nothing I didn't know, other than there were some cool images from the from the um, Christmas special where Boba Fett debuted. Um, so you, you, you saw some of that footage, because I've never watched the Christmas special. Um, I know it's easily easily available to get. But, you know, it was it was interesting enough. But I was almost like you could have gone deeper and maybe it's a much more entertaining special. But instead you really kind of, you know, you did it very cheaply and very cheesily almost, you know. Yeah, look, um, at the end of the day, um, the Disney Boba Fett will not in any way hold a candle to the Legends Boba Fett. Like, I'm sorry, like, I just have zero, zero interest in the Disney Boba Fett. Like, Well, you're going to have to watch uh, it for the show, you know, the Boba Fett show. I know, there's a lot of horrible shows I have to watch. Yeah, so, you know, you have to do that. I mean... I don't mind the guy tomorrow, Morrison. I'm sort of keen for the no, show. No, no. Uh, again, I, I'm just not a fan of of Boba Fett with a Maori accent. I'm sorry. I just I can't. Uh, it's just I can't. I don't find it menacing in any way. I'm sorry. I mean, it just doesn't sound like cool or badass or or anything like that. Um, and as I said, I just think that the what the Boba Fett achieved in Legends will just far eclipse what this Boba Fett will do in the Book of What Boba was his Fett voice like originally? Was it kind of gravelly? Um, it was yeah, almost robotic, it was, it, wasn't it? It was a bit. It was a little bit more like uh, menacing, mm. with through like a um, almost like a voice modulator kind of thing. Yeah, that, that's, that's what like, I remember. Um, almost gave his voice a bit of like a speaker, a bad speaker quality. Yeah. I mean, he, he he doesn't say a lot. He says solo at one point, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. In the movies, like he'll say, "He's no good to me, dead." <laughs> um, I, th- I think that's one of his biggest lines. <laughs> yeah, in like the whole in in the whole OT is like, uh, "He's no good to me, dead." Yeah, and just then, the way that you know, and then when 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 that Timo guy comes in, he's like, "He's no good." Yeah, you know, I just oh, it just doesn't, <laughs> it's just it's not the same, man. It's just, it just doesn't sound. <laughs> It's threatening in any no, way. I know, and the, the, that was actually what really took me out of it too, because they they cut, they go, he had like you know, four lines of dialogue, and then they do them all, and it's all with tomorrow Morrison's voice, and I'm like, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, like you know, well, like I hate it. You know what the you know what the issue is? I think if you say like an American or a European or something like that, his voice probably sounds unique. When yeah. it's the the uh, when it's uh, the Mori, the Maori guy, yeah, because you you don't hear that voice a lot. But for someone who lives in Australia, yeah, and hears bloody Kiwis, you know, <laughs> Maoris all the time, <laughs> it's you know what I mean. It's not the same effect. No, I hear he's a good actor all, though. He's a good actor. All I hear, I, I know, but all I hear is a Maori. Like I know, that's all I hear. I don't hear Boba Fett. I just hear a Maori accent. Although in fairness, a, a Maori voice can be very uh scary if when they want to be you know out there on the rugby pitch for example when they're doing the you know the little dance and stuff like jesus that's, no, that's not an accent that's just them grunting and whatever and but, screaming. but they can make accent. they can make some noise that like you're like whoa you know like catch them on a bad day and uh look out but I agree. He he. I'm not even going to attempt to do his accent. You did a good one just there before. So the, the, the the problem is, is that also the Marys I know that most of them are just like gentle, lovable souls. You know, fun guys, and so it's just so it's it's just jarring. 
and as I said, maybe it's because I've I see, you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm around too many Maoris that I just I I can't see him being how, how many Maoris are you around? Are you traveling with the all blacks or something? Like what's going on? Like jeez. Uh, well I'm well, you know how many Maoris live in Australia? It's a lot. Quite a few. Yeah. And I, and I work in I work in retail. Plenty like of them all over pl- the country. Plenty of them <laughs> play NRL. I know that for a fact. Um Yeah, yeah no. So look, good points. Um but yeah, it was a very ordinary uh, filler, fill, filler kind of um, special that was just like I was like, you know, when you're like, I hate myself for watching that now. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you, Disney. Um, now this week, Rich, I have been diving heavily into Spider Man and Venom as well. But Spider Man, I've been you've you've seen it consume me this week, haven't you, Rich? Yeah, it has. You've, uh, you've. I think you've been doing nothing but reading Spider Man and Venom. Well, I've been reading it late at night too. I started with Venom, and I was reading my Venom omnibus, and then I was like, "Man, I've got a craving for some Spider Man." And before you know it, I was back reading um, my uh, Clone Saga, so I'm up to book three of the Clone Saga now, um, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm also got quite a bit of stuff on my iPad from all different periods, like in the '80s and '70s, and. and um, yeah, and I'm I'm really looking forward to reading some of that stuff. But we're doing some Roger Stern on the show later, and yeah, I'm just I'm kind of what I want to do because I I got the um, Omnibus one, so I now ordered. So I've got Omnibus one of Amazing Spider-Man on the shelf, and I thought I really want to get that classic run in Omnibus form. Um, so I ordered Omnibuses three and five, which is what they're up to right now, and then I will later on get two and four I'll fill the, that gap but I, I really want to get the 80s and 90s epic collections and I'm really pissed off at myself for not buying them as they came out because they go out of print pretty quickly um, but Ray's telling me I can probably still track some down and if I'm patient you can probably get your they'll probably reprint and stuff as well so there's a new epic collection coming out which covers uh, I think towards the tail end of Michelini's run which was a long run and um, start of James DiMatteis's run and stuff. There's a, there's a new one coming out. Like I think it's called Life Debt. Uh, I think next week. So there's a lot going on. Now, do you think, Rich, that Ken and Kenny will do a twenty percent sale for Cyber for Black Friday? What, what's your What's your perspective on this? I wouldn't see why they wouldn't. God, I hope so because I'm thinking I want to get that Spider Man Clone Saga omnibus that that was sitting there. I was in the store the other day and I was just like, it was calling to me. You know what I mean? It was like I was it was getting excited. Uh, uh, I'd be surprised because I mean, for some reason, this this country wants to participate in Black Friday, which baffles me. But you know, why wouldn't they, man? It's it's retail's chance to try to pump some big numbers. Yeah, but the the Black Friday is is very much an American thing. Uh, it's a it's a Thanksgiving sale. Right. It's, it's the sale of Thanksgiving. We don't have Thanksgiving. Yeah, but we're always looking so, to clone sort of American concepts into our retail space. Yeah, but which, which, which just, I don't know, just baffles me. <laughs> well, I love it. Um, well, you know, but you work in retail. Can I just say, but the, yeah, but the problem is, is that it, it, all you're doing is making it that you have no stock for Boxing Day. Right. Yeah. So we're going to do a massive Black Friday sale, right? Literally a, a month before. Um, Christmas. Uh, Boxing Day. Yeah. And all the stock's going to be sold. The suppliers won't be able to get much of the stock back in before Christmas. Mm. So what's the point? Like, I just don't... See, here's the thing. Like, we have it for a whole week. We call it the Black Friday sale, but it's for the whole fucking week. Yeah. 
America, yes, it's only for one day. Yeah. And then you move on and you've got to wait for the Boxing Day sale or whatever. So, But the fact that we do it for a whole week means that we use up all of our stock yeah. and then we're still going to have a, a, a Boxing Day sale with no stock. It, it just doesn't. Yeah, I said, I, I don't know. I'm not in charge. I don't, I don't, they don't pay me to figure that shit out. Yeah, I know. But it, it is it is becoming more and more popular here. That's definitely something that's uh, that's happening, Rich. And uh, it might have to be that one of those cases where you just have to suck it up, you know? And... Um, now I've got something else, Rich, um, that I'm inserting into the news now. Did you hear about the Comicsology Amazon discussion regarding their app? Um, you know how obviously Amazon acquired Comicsology uh, a few years ago now, and you know so there's been a lot of talk that they're going to unveil this new app, but they've been getting a lot of response from consumers, and they're now not releasing the app until spring American time next year. So they're delaying the the release of the app. So that's that was big news this morning. I got an email from the Comicsology guy um, saying that. Um, interesting, I think. Why? What? What? What's the, what's the feedback? Why are they delaying it? Well, I think they're trying to push people a lot more to the Kindle potentially, or it, I don't know. Like my Amazon and Kindle, my Amazon and Comicsology are linked anyway. So if I buy something on Kindle. It's available in my Comicsology account anyway, but they're going to do more, I think, to link the two, and um, I don't know how, but like link it more so that you, you won't access the Comicsology site to make purchases. It'll be via Amazon site, via like the Kindle site. Um, I believe that's the concept behind it, something like that, anyway. So, anyway, they were going to unveil the app, like I think this week or next week or something. But uh, it's you know they've been getting all this pushback, and so it's now been delayed until next year. So I'm just keeping up to date with the news, Rich. That's all. You know, hot on the scene as well. Yeah, I just I, I I I also like to understand the news. That's all. Well, I've just told you the news. <laughs> I've just told you the news. Well, we, I, well I'm available for questions, do, but not the but not the why. Because they're getting a lot of negative feedback from people saying they don't want to access Amazon's. Uh, site because the searching is a lot worse. Uh, supposedly, I'm, you know, apparently the Comicsology site is a, is a lot more preferable to to search comics and stuff. According to these people who are making all this fucking noise on Reddit and stuff. Anyway, and so the feedbacks come back. Obviously, they've got a strong neg- negative feedback on the impending announcement and probably what they were going to do. So now they're pushing, they're sort of kicking the can down the road, giving them more time to develop it and you know, put out some of these fires because, you know, they're, you know, they're dealing, because don't forget, like, consumers are fickle, you know, and if, if they feel like they're getting ripped off, if they feel like they're, they're going to lose books, which I don't think they will, um, I don't think there's any chance of you losing the actual books, that would be a PR nightmare for them and probably kill them, um, you know, the app. So well, I'm, I'm interested, but wait and see. I use Comixology a lot. I, I like Comixology. Um, I'm a member of their Comicsology Unlimited, actually, I, and I actually find it quite good. It's got a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know. For me, it's it's worthwhile. Are you a big user of it, Rich? Uh, I use it occasionally. I mainly I mainly get my stuff uh, off Amazon. Right. Yeah. And, and so, so you you read it in the re- Kindle app. I think, I think the reason for that was um, I really I think with the and I don't know if it's changed, but when I when I used to go check out. Um, um, comics origin or that uh, they used to like show it to you panel by panel. 
that's an option, but you don't have to take that option. The guided view. Well, uh, well, I think they've now added that as an option, but I think when Comixology first right came came out, you didn't get like the full picture. That's just what I remember. But yeah, I generally buy, but I don't really buy single issues. I sometimes buy also just like a collection or a trade on Amazon. Yeah, but like, dude, they're all available in trades as well. This is what I'm trying to tell you, man. Like, they they run pretty aggressive sales too. So I don't know. I'm, I've 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 I really enjoy them. I I think they've really kind of helped my comic craze because I've certainly um you know embraced it as the years have gone by. I remember when um with my friends on Paper Keg, one of the which is an old podcast that I used to listen to, and they've retired the show now. But one of the one of the guys there, he works for Comicsology, and he uh before he he got his job at Comicsology, he was very talking about digital comics and and. I checked it out and I and I loved it. I remember I was I was on I was on leave. I was on holiday and I started reading them on my iPad. I was like, "This is fantastic," uh, and it really converted me. Now I still love reading on paper, of course, but I just find the convenience of reading on my iPad to be just massive. Like just to be able to kick back, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. But as I said, but I get a lot of my stuff through Amazon. So you just buy it on Kindle. Yeah, and you read it in the Kindle app. Yeah, well, I mean, it's similar, but. I, I mean, right now, I would say that Comixology app is a better read-through, but what they're trying to do, that's part of the reason people are complaining. They're saying the Comixology app is a lot better reading experience than the Kindle app for comics. That's essentially, I think, a big part of what these people hey, uh, I, I disagree with that. Yeah, well, that's... I, a... I've, had, I've, had, I've had no issues reading on the Kindle app, and the reason I go through Kindle is because I have my... Then I have all my novels and my comics in one place. Yeah. That's right. Sure. So my whole my whole collection is there. I don't have to switch between apps for go to comics and novels and all that yeah. sort of crap. So. I like it, Rich. You're keeping it efficient. You yeah. keep. Well, it's like having it all in one place. You know, no, as usual, Rich. No one's no one can say you've put the ball out of the park with that comment. You've wrapped it up. You should have come in for the defence to defend the merger. Maybe if you'd been on in on the meeting, they would have pushed ahead. You know, <laughs> doubtful. <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens now. I also have some clarification from Adam the Computer on the non-white comment from Thing issue one last week. Recall where you indicated you thought Thing was asked who did he want to date, and he said non-white. Remember that discussion from last week? So what essentially it was is actually they're asking Thing his his race, and he said non-white. That was because Adam sent me the pages, and so it was a slight misunderstanding there. They were asking, he was describing himself, and they were asking him to describe like his race, like Caucasian, you know, black, whatever, you know, whatever kind of fucking race, Japanese. Thing is not white. No, he he responded non-white, which apparently was a joke because obviously, from my memory, Thing was pretty white prior to the accident. From my memory, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Rich. When I've seen yeah. him, when I've seen him in flashbacks, he just looks like a sort of white high school jock. Is how I would describe him. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he's white. Yes, but he was Why it was a joke because he's orange. He's, well, he's orange now. It was meant to be supposedly it was meant to be a joke that he he said no. Oh, oh, that that joke needed to be fucking better than. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it's it's it, like he could have said former white. He could, yeah, or orange. Or he could have said orange. White, or he could have said orange. I mean? He could have said orange rock. Like, why not? Like, say exactly what he is. I'm a pile of orange rocks. You know, something like that. But 
Instead, they almost went... Now, when I say a joke, I also think it was very arch yeah, about the whole thing. You know, like maybe they were trying to play the victim card. You know, like he's um kind of like, <laughs> oh, poor thing. You know what I mean? Like, poor thing, the monster. Uh, he's not even white anymore, that kind of thing. Like... Where they're <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? You no, know, I know, I know. I know, I'm just having a... <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> I don't know what though. But regardless, as a joke, not very funny. When you have to explain a joke, um, usually yeah. a silence a bad joke. Um, yeah. You know, and I've never been... I've always never been that guy. When people tell really complicated jokes and I just don't get it and I'm just like... Ha, 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 I'm just like... I have no idea what that joke was. It's gone so far over my head. So wait, wait. I, I, do, I have a legitimate question. Does that mean that Michael Jackson was not black anymore when his skin became white? I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I'm just, I'm just telling you what Thing said in this comic, man. That's that. No, that. I'm just, I'm, I'm asking a legitimate question though. Of, of like, well, he had a he, Michael it? Jackson had a skin disease from memory. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, technically, it doesn't Thing. Wouldn't you classify that as some sort of Mutation or skin disease? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, mutation, not skin disease. Mutation, like it's the yeah, invisible but, rays or whatever. Yeah, but my point is it's the same principle. Michael Jackson doesn't stop becoming black because he you know, yeah. he had a, a condition yeah. that's changed the color of his skin. Definitely. Supposedly. Just like just yeah. like thing doesn't stop being white. I know, but I think that, that I think they were trying to do it as a joke, Rich. I think it was meant to be like ha ha, you know? Like ha ha, he's not white, he's orange kind of thing. You know, like I, I, I don't know. We'd have to ask whoever fucking wrote it. But um, well, okay. Look, it just shows you the quality of the writing at the, the big two. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Like you know, like no one's no one's handling it any Eisner's for that issue. I'd say. Um, now turning to some other news, we had now big news: the Spider-Man trailer dropped. Now, I, actually, I think the whole Spider-Man trailer thing may have been a part of me getting so into Spider-Man this week. I am so high on this. I'm so high on this fucking movie, Rich. I am. It's got Goblin, Elect. I was calling it out to Michelle. I, Goblin, Electro, Sandman, Octopus. I was doing that. And Michelle's just like, oh, please stop. And I'm like, I'll never stop. Um, I'm loving it, Rich. I love the trailer. Ray, get this. Ray did two hours on the two-minute Moon Knight trailer. He did two hours of show. That's that's impressive. That's um the well, like well. I just hope we don't do two hours on the Spider Man trailer. <laughs> Good one, Rich. Um, yeah, but what do you what do you got to say about the trailer, Rich? Because I'm going to hand it. To, I'm going to throw the rock to you, Rich. What do you got to say? Uh, it had some cool moments. Had some cringy moments. Um. Probably the, the, the thing I hated the most in the trailer was um, <laughs> them scoffing at uh, uh, Otto's name. Where he's like, Otto, what's your name? Otto Octavius. And they all start laughing. Yeah, because I kind of be like, look, this is a comic book. If you're going to laugh at the people's names, you're kind, of, mm. uh, you, you're kind of negating it. Do you know what I mean? It, like, it is a um, funny name, though, considering he's Dr. Octopus, you know? Yeah, I know. But my point is, like... <sighs> If if you go back, like uh, you know, I mean, like Spider Man's always calling him like, "Hey, Otto and Ark yeah. and all that sort of stuff." But Doc I mean, Ark. he's—I don't think he literally like 
I don't think I can recall Spider-Man ever turning around and saying to Otto, that's not your real name. Oh, my God, what a fucking joke. Like, uh, I don't know. It just He has it, played it, a lot of fun with him at times, though. You can't tell me that Spider-Man doesn't have a sense of humor. He does. No, 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 but no, no, but not not that where he he doesn't. I don't know. Like I kind of feel like when it comes to the naming of characters, you can't, you shouldn't break the fourth wall, the the, the wall of of disbelief. So sure. still, I do you mean, know what I mean? Like yeah. the character's name's Otto Octavius, but he, he, but your world is supposed to be serious. But do anything for a joke. Come on, man. Like sometimes you go. Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't believe that anything for a joke because I think anything <laughs> for a joke can undermine your story or your character or even your villain sure if okay. if, if the character you know because it's yeah, I, I, get it. I, yeah, I get it i get it it's it's breaking it's breaking the sort of i don't know the fourth wall of suspension of disbelief when you have character but by the same token I, I reckon that guy playing doc ock is fantastic and how he gets his like chemical arm thing on and takes off his mask and he's like you're not peter parker and i'm like this is going crazy I'm loving this. Zadea was in the trailer far too much. You're not a fan. I am a fan, Rich. She was in June as well. Rich would be happy to know. She plays the girlfriend. I don't look. I don't. I don't. I've never seen her in any other movie except for Spider-Man, and I dislike her character with a fucking passion. So the more she's in this movie, the less I'm going to like it. What's wrong with her though? She's a bit funny. She's got a few quips. You know. No. Not happy. I don't know. I just, I don't like her character. I find her character annoying. Okay. So there's that. And I know what you're going to say as well. I'm surprised you haven't brought it up already. The Doctor Strange moment when he's like, um, fix Scooby-Doo this crap. And she's like, I know a few magic, magic words as well, please. And um, I thought that was you funny. See, fucking annoying. <laughs> but dude, it's a bit of banter, man. Come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Spider-Man gets to say that to Doctor Strange, not fucking MJ. <laughs> what the fuck she done? How many times has she saved the world? Oh, she's all right. They're like, you know, no, no, no. I think she's okay. Like, they're giving them a bit more agency, dude, and making them a bit more quippy, you know? Like, it's... Because like, one thing about Spider-Man is he quips like nothing else in the comics, man. Like, he's full-on quip, quip, quip. And they're just trying he's to share. The one quipping in this trailer, it's her quip, quip, quipping. Yeah, but but her character has been built to be a little bit sort of snappy and a bit too cool for school and stuff. Like she's very strong-minded young lady kind of thing. She ain't cool at all. Yeah, okay. You're not feeling it, man. And I am feeling it. And I, I'm going to make a comment right now. I think it's going to be the greatest movie ever released. I really do believe that. I think this could be a perfect ten. I honestly do. I I, I say that. I'm so excited for it. Um, I've got so much news on it. But before we even get to that, um, so yeah, so basically the concept is uh, let's we've got to turn to some very obvious things. Are the other two Spider-Men in it, um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? They're not in the trailer. Will they be in the final movie? I would say I would give it about ninety-five percent chance they're in it. Would you agree, Rich? But if they if they are and they're not marketing, I think they're fucking stupid. Okay, now a Brazilian version of this new Spider-Man No Home trailer appears to accidentally include an edited shot that could hint at unrevealed elements in the upcoming movie. The shot in question is of Spider-Man leaping towards the Lizard, Sandman, and Electro in a construction yard. However, as pointed out by Binge Watch, uh, this Brazilian trailer runs around for about a, around a second longer and shows Lizard seemingly being struck in the head by something invisible. Um, so clearly there's a... 
they're suggesting that um, Garfield and Maguire are edited out of the trailer, which we have seen before from Marvel in the Avengers. They, they used to edit their trailers to hide stuff in the story. Um, uh, it's, it's probably MJ hitting him with another quip. <laughs> Good joke there, Rich, actually, I have to admit. Uh, now, the most cited piece of evidence to this theory uh, da, 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 um, is... Appears at the two minute twenty two second mark. Tom Holland Spider Man leaps towards Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman. Uh, by the way, I thought Thomas Hayden Church did a fantastic job of Sandman in Spider Man Three. Um, while Jamie Foxx's Electro and I'm not even sure how to say the name R- Rice Iffens Lizard uh, from Mark Webb's The Amazing Spider Man films leap at nothing. It's speculated that Garfield and Maguire are the remaining targets that have simply been added edited out of the trailer cut. So yeah. There's a lot going on here. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, Lizard hit by an invisible punch. Since no debris visibly strikes a villain, fans are taking this as confirmation that the Spider-Man that is in Holland is also involved in the battle. Um, I'm loving these researchers as well. I'm loving these guys and gals. They're, they're, they're like forensic investigators now. They're going through these trailers with a fine-tooth gun, Rich. Are you feeling it, man? Could you do this? You know, should should we bring you in to start dissecting trailers to this level, Rich? Dude, I said I couldn't care enough to do that. All right. About anything. All right, I cut out. I didn't even About anything. Even if it's something I'm really excited for, I could not spend all my fucking waking time just like okay. freeze, 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 frame off. Forward, backward, forward, forward. Who gives a fucking shit? I, I did a bit of it, but I but like my problem is I didn't have my glasses, so I couldn't quite see properly. And, you know, I, I'm maybe not the guy built for it, but... So when I put a call out there, Rich has already turned down a forensic investigator role. Uh, you'll get a free copy of Demorne Soulfighter if you sign up to be our forensic investigator to go through these trailers frame by frame and report back to me and Rich. Um, there's a free copy of Demorne Soulfighter, a Kindle version on that for you. Now, um, okay, so Tom Holland was making some comments this week. He had a big interview with GQ. Uh, he said the villains would walk around set with these cloaks on I just sort of bumped into this guy in a cloak. William Defoe took his hood off, and I also, I almost got really scared. Oh, shit, the goblin's here, Tom Holland said. So, you know, can you imagine that? Like, guys walking around with these, like, hood, hoodies on, man, like, keeping it all secret. Like, Tom Holland have a script? Wouldn't he have known that Green Goblin's in it? Like, to... as a... uh, No, apparently, apparently they don't give him scripts because he um, leaks things. Right, okay. Um, and so there's all that. So... Out of 10, how are you feeling for this movie? Oh, and I've got one last item here about the film specifically. The finale of the film was rewritten after Tom Holland brought up concerns to director John Watts. We sat down, we went through it, and we came up with a new idea. Then we pitched it to the writers, they rewrote it, and it works great. It was being rewritten on an almost daily basis, apparently, the film itself, Rich. That, 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 that sounds good. That can be dangerous. You know, that can be very dangerous. Not everyone's yeah, Francis Ford Coppola. I don't know of too many successful movies that were fucking being rewritten constantly. I can think of one. Right up till the end. I can think of one, Apocalypse Now, in the jungles of, of the Philippines. Uh, right. Well done, Dave. You named one out of 100. <laughs> well, I, you asked me to name one. I can think of one, Apocalypse Now. Um, I sure... said you can't name too many. No, definitely not too many. Yeah. <laughs> I always have that one in my back pocket for this conversation, though. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So there's that aspect. Um, now, so in terms of 
out of 10, Rich, where's your anticipation for this? And what do you think the movie will be in terms of a ranking? So give us your anticipation. Both, both, both answers will be 6.5. Really? That's, not, that's, that's better than I expected. So I'll, we'll take that. I'm thinking my anticipation is at 10, and I'm thinking this movie is going to be a 9.5. I, I couldn't well, that surprise me you've said that about like half like fucking a dozen movies i have not in the last year alone i yeah. have not rich that's that's a that's a massive exaggeration really are you sure because because <laughs> we can go back and check the records we have all of this on file <laughs> we, we have the tapes uh, you think i won't find you go 10 out of 10 this is gonna be the greatest of all time <laughs> Well, you know, but I am excited for the Spider-Man movie. I've got to be honest. I'm really feeling... We've got Venom coming up first, Rich, and then we've got Spider-Man. It's all it's all looking good. Now, uh, Tom Holland is obviously negotiating um, because his contract expires with this movie, and he was saying to GQ, maybe it's time for me to move on. Maybe what's best for Spider-Man is that they do a Miles Morales film. Now, this is clearly Tom Holland's doing a bit of negotiating, I, I think. He was saying, if I'm playing Spider-Man over the age of 30, I've made a mistake. Uh, how old is he now? I, I'm guessing he's about 26 or 27. Let's have a look at his age. What are you guessing, Rich? About that. I'm saying, I reckon he's 26. Let's let's have a look. He might be a bit older than that. Holland. Uh, no, I think he's probably a bit about 25, 26. Oh, well, if he's, if he's that young, he could still do three more movies. Um, Tom Holland. Da-da. Born in 96. How old does that make him? He's 25. Yeah, he's 25. Okay. So, yeah, look, I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I think he really... I mean, the, the producer, Amy Pascoe, was saying she wants him to do 30 more movies. Um, could he be the guy to carry the Spider-Man franchise for the next 10 to 15 years, Rich? Do you think? I mean, money talks, you know? I mean, the fear of being typecast. If, 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 I mean, if he walked out tomorrow, I wouldn't give a shit. You're not a fan, are you, Rich? Uh, as I said, I think he's. I I think personally, he's Peter Parker is probably the least of my favorites of the three guys that have played really Peter Parker in the live action movies. Um, but again, it doesn't matter because it, they're going to get to a Mars Morales anyway. So whether he leaves tomorrow or he leaves in three years or five years, the mm. next Spider Man will be Mars Morales anyway. Do you think? What, the full-time oh, yeah. Spider-Man, Miles Morales? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus, I hope not. Um, I don't mind Miles Morales, but I don't want him to be the full-time Spider-Man. I'm sorry. I mean, he's still he's still earning his place for me, frankly. Well, it doesn't, doesn't matter, mate. Cap only got three movies, and now there's Black Cap, and um, Iron Man only got three movies, and now there's going to be someone else's <laughs> an Iron Person. Um uh, Chris Hemsworth will probably be handing over the baton in the next <laughs> Thor movie to Lady Thor. Uh, they the whole point of this is they're moving towards modern current right. Marvel. But do and you really be... think that the sales legs are on that stuff like long term? Like I don't. I I don't think Miles Morales is the is the game changer that. Oh, put it, put it this way: Sony will pretty much turn around probably and say, "Look, we've done Spider Man three times now. It's the same yeah. origin." Yeah. Now, here's the thing. They could say, you know what? We don't have to reboot. Yeah. Just just like Chris Hemsworth handed the shield over yes. to, uh, to Mackie, we can have our Spider-Man handed over to Miles Morales and we can actually do a an origin in a the fourth Spider-Man movie. 
You could do that, but I wouldn't be against that as long as you still have Peter Parker as well. Uh, They'll phase him out. He'll die. Jesus Christ, I hope not, Rich. Um, Anyway. I I assume that they're going to go the ultimate run. Yeah. That's just my prediction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it's not a bad prediction. Now, as well, Andrew Garfield was talking this week, still refusing to confirm whether he's in the movie, but he did say that his Amazing Spider-Man movies, he believes suffered from having to serve too many masters. So there was too many people that they were trying to make the movie for and, you know, too many hands involved in the project. And he was saying that he felt that they were a bit confused because of that. I, I honestly, he's probably my favourite of the Spider-Man actors, like Andrew Garfield. I, I thought he did a pretty good job, personally. I, I didn't hate those movies, you know. Um, but, you know, they didn't... They made a lot of money, but um, they're not well regarded. Yet I quite enjoyed them. What did you think of them, Rich? Not as good as the Raimi's. Yeah, I think Raimi, especially the first two movies. I'm yes. like, oh yeah, I think I think Raimi just really nailed it. Like, it, they just feel like Spider-Man movies. Yeah, they're great movies. The the the, the, the Raimi know, movies they, are great movies. Yeah, like except for the third one, where I think they again they tried to do. I think they should have just focused on uh, Sandman. Sandman was great. Movie. Yeah, uh, but they tried to get Sandman in. They tried to get Venom yeah. in. They tried to even get. Uh, you know, the, uh, um, what's his face? Uh, Carrie as Goblin and yes. all that. Like, I think they were just trying to do too much. And that was the studio or, with them too. Yeah, yeah. But if you're going to do something like that, then just do a two-parter. Yeah. Just just make a two, you know, you're going to make Spider-Man 3 and 4 together. Yeah. Um, you know, like they did with um, Back to the Future. You know how, like, they filmed Back to the Future 2 and 3 pretty yep. much at the same time. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, just do it like that. Do do it where you almost tell in one long movie that you split over into two, if you're going to have so much in it. But don't try and cram so much into um, into it. But no, the first two Sam Raimi ones, I just think are are just brilliant. They just feel like reading Spider Man. How they play is how I feel Spider Man read when yeah. you were reading the comics. No, I I hear you, man. I hear, I definitely hear you. Like, I mean, I love Spider-Man 2 and, and Spider-Man 1. They're great movies. I, I mean, I enjoyed the third one as well, but, like, uh, they've got a soft spot the in my heart. The problem is I feel Garfield's one suffers from lackluster villains. Sure, like Electro and stuff. Like, yeah, like, I'm sorry, but Jamie Foxx's Electro was terrible. Like, he didn't even really feel like the villain of the movie. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, I just didn't feel him as a threat. And the Lizard one just, again, it's, it's not the villain you want. Well, Lizard's tragic. Lizard's tragic. You know what I mean? Like, really? Look, he he, he is tragic, but here's the thing about the Lizard is I think the Lizard in a a Spider-Man... Let's say you're doing a Spider-Man trilogy. Yes. I feel like the Lizard should be a subplot or a B-plot that runs through the three movies. Yeah. Yeah. Decent. Do you know what I mean? Because I just don't feel he is a... I don't think he's big enough to carry as the main villain of a movie. Yeah, I, like, you know what I mean. The, yeah. the motivation isn't quite there with a Doc Ock or a Goblin. Do you know what I mean? Or a Craven. He's more of a TV like character that. in a TV kind of format. He's a good couple of episodes, but he's not the guy yeah. that I would have. Now, did they remember? Remember they had Paul Giamatti turn up as the Rhino for five seconds. That was funny. Um, now, I didn't mind because again, the Rhino is not not ever going to be a a main villain and that's what i'm saying like use those type of characters use those villains put them in the movies but they just don't don't give them such a massive spotlight but do you think that not this all is... your villains are the main villain but do you think this is finally them doing the sinister six 
the, that movie they've always been wanting to do, like that's been on the launch pad multiple times and keeps getting cancelled. I hope it keeps getting cancelled. Why? Why, Richard? Because I, I don't I don't want a Sinister Six movie. I want a Sinister Six in a Spider-Man movie. But plenty of people like me want Sinister Six, man, big time. You could have a Sinister Six in a Spider-Man and then do their own movie. It'd be awesome, man. You could still have Spider-Man in a little bit, you know? I don't know. I I don't know. I guess I'm just one of those weird people that don't really need my villains to have their own movie. I don't know. But in this day and age, Rich, you you can blur the lines a little bit. Like, Sandman's a very sympathetic villain when you you break down. He's been a hero in the comics, you know, multiple times, Sandman. He was in Silver Sables, like, you know, Wild Pack, whatever it was called. Yeah, but but again, what do you have to remember again with (laughs) comics? You can't compare the comics with the movies because, again, comic, you can have the B-plot or you can just have a villain that's there for one issue mm. or, like, two issues with the juggernaut or something like that, but you're not going to make a movie about that. And that's why I say there's certain sympathetic characters that I feel could be the background story or the B-plot or the, you know, the subplot that he's dealing with on top of the, the big villain. Sure, sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's Spider-Man's life. Everything is difficult. Yeah. There's always more on his shoulders than in what he really wants or, 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 you know, has to struggle to handle. So I just feel like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just don't see the point of a Sinister Six movie. I'm sorry. I, maybe they'll prove me wrong. I just don't see the point. Of it. Well, I hope they, I look, I'm, I'm really hopeful this movie's a smash hit and I'm hoping Holland sticks around only because I don't want the continuity disruptor once one more time. Um, I feel like we're finally getting somewhere. With these movies, I feel it with Batman as well. Like, we get a trilogy, and I'm like, we're, we're getting some momentum. Why do we have to stop? Um, and sometimes, you know, it, it, it's pay the man. And, I, and look, he's clearly negotiating. I mean, it's, he's negotiating in public, which makes sense. Um, and I mean, as I, as, as I said to you over lunch, I, I think it's retarded that um, they, they keep doing, like, three movies, and they go, right, now we've got to reboot and start from the beginning oh, again. I agree. And it's like... Uh, why though? Because look at look at the success of James Bond. Yes. Right. How many movies, James Bond movies, are there? It's not all played by the same actor. No, they just recast. Yeah. Like, well, that's what but they did with that... Batman originally in the nineties. That's what they did. They recast him. Exactly. Without exactly. I mean, I, I was using more James Bond because he's have so many movies. Like that's sure. only like four yeah. Batman movies before they they rebooted it again. But James Bond is the same character. Yeah. No, you're it's right. just played by different. I know. So just keep making the movies in continuity and just change the actors when they get too old or won't renegotiate or whatever, and you can keep telling these cool stories where you don't have to keep fucking uh, rebooting every three movies or four movies and rebooting and rebooting and rebooting. Well, it's true. Look, I, I think Holland's in a pretty strong bargaining position considering the importance of Spider-Man to Sony and to Marvel and the fact that they've really promoted him inside the Marvel movies. He's He's popular with the kids. Um, it will be interesting, uh, and we'll be watching it. Now, by the way, there was news that broke out this week that they won't be recasting T'Challa. That was confirmed by Marvel over the week. Um, so whatever's going on there, Rich, they're definitely not recasting T'Challa. Suri um, is the new Black Panther. But don't forget that she's in trouble because she won't get vaxxed, and she's, she's, not, she's not turning up to work, Rich. There's that whole scandal unfolding as we speak. I thought she wasn't showing up because she got injured on set. But also there's vaccination problems as well. Well, she was still working on set to be injured, yeah. even though she wasn't vaccinated. So There's all sorts of issues there, Rich. She's taking any vaccine stance and they're, you know, they're uh, 
They're not afraid to boot people off shows. One of Michelle's shows this week, the guy got um, removed off 911 because he, he wouldn't uh, get vaxxed, wouldn't comply with the vaccination mandates of the studio, and he had his farewell episode, and he's gone. So, you know, the studios aren't playing around, man. That's the thing. God, if, if I had $20 million, uh, you know, that I will lose if, if, if I don't get vaxxed, I'd be getting vaxxed in a heartbeat. It wouldn't even be a fucking concern for me. I'm like, give me the money. Like, I don't care. It doesn't worry me that much. Now, okay, so we do know there were some trailers that came out, and they were short trailers because it was the Disney day. Uh, we had the Moon Knight trailer, Rich. Uh, they call him, uh, one of the things that really pisses uh, Moon Knight fans is when they call him Marvel's Batman. Um, now, Rich, did you see the, did you see the trailer? Yeah, I, I, I saw it. Michelle gave a very negative review of this trailer. Oh, my God. Poor, poor Ray. She just... I said, Ray did two hours on this. And she goes, I couldn't do 10 seconds. She said, I, I, she said that, that trailer told me nothing about Moon Knight. I don't know who he is. You know? Um, like, what's going on? What did you think of the trailer, Rich? Um, mm-hmm. It was a trailer. Yes, but if we want to break it down a bit further for discussion... Well, there's nothing real. Honestly, spending two hours on it is is a lot. I mean, you would ha- no, no, no. You would have to be a Moon Knight fan who's just like looking for any reference to like a character or a comic. Because I do agree with Michelle. The trailer for just a normie, mm. if you're just like, why should I care about the show? It's not really telling you anything. No, I agree. It's 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 low on information. We have what most are speculating is the voice of the cabbie doing the English accent. Jake Lockley, I believe his name is. Because for those who don't know, Moon Knight's kind of got split personalities. It's called DID, uh, I think Dissociative Identity Disorder, something along those lines. And um, he suffers from that. And he has his personality's broken up into separate identities, um, basically. And he's also got the Moon Knight, uh, sorry, the Moon God Conchu, uh, resurrected him or something, did something to him. So that also plays a plays a role. But yeah, I agree. I feel, like in the, I, I feel like in the trailer though, they should have pointed that out where they should have made it uh, like kind of made people aware that he doesn't know what's real. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they should have had him narrating something like, you know, I have these blackouts, there's blood on my fists or something. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they needed to make people aware that there's something with this guy. He seems to be like yes, a Batman or a vigilante, but he also seems to be not knowing what he's doing or yeah. what's happening to him. And then people go, oh, well, that's interesting. Does he, does he like go to bed and then, you know, sleep <laughs> vigilante or, you know, is he got a, a second personality that takes over? But it doesn't give you any of that in no. the, in this teaser. I just feel like it was a really wasted teaser. I, I thought it was very low on information. Um, one thing that was interesting, again, the forensic scientists were out uh, cutting through the trailer and they believe they've seen werewolf by night in there lurching towards him. When Moon Knight's on the ground before the statue, kind of groveling, they think they see uh, Werewolf by Night kind of approaching. There's a creature with kind of glowing eyes, kind of walking hunched. And the speculation that's Werewolf by Night, which I believe is a special coming to Disney Plus later in 2022. So, and Werewolf by Night was where Moon Knight, I believe, I think debuted, I want to say. Is it? I think it was the other way around. I think it was in Werewolf by Night that Moon Knight debuted. I I, I could be wrong. I will look at that now. But I I want to say Werewolf by Night twenty three, something like that. I believe was the debut of Moon Knight. Yeah. Um. So what do you say to that? Well, there Rich? was that rumor. Well, there is that rumor that he's supposed to be in the show. So I mean, it wouldn't 
I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But I mean, I, I guess the reason I don't go looking through these trailers and all that sort of stuff is because I'm like, I feel like, wouldn't you be, if you're going to go through with a fine-tooth comb, mm. you're either going to spoil something for yourself. Sure. Right. But or, they don't care. I don't care about spoilers. I don't care about spoilers. Man, I'm, I'm not talking about you, Dave. <laughs> I'm saying these people that do that, yeah, they might spoil it for themselves, where yeah. you know they they've caught something that maybe wasn't meant to, or it spoils the reveal later. Yeah, in the in the episodes, I mean, or they speculate and they come up with all this stuff, and then they're left disappointed because they were wrong. Yes, yeah, well, and that's often the know. case, you know. Yeah, I I just don't see the point of it. I mean, I watch a trailer and I. I decide if it's a good trailer, if I'm going to watch something or not, and that's about as much as I take a trailer. Yeah. Now, by the way, Moon Knight, created by writer Doug Munch and artist Don Perlin, the character first appeared in Werewolf by Night 32, August 1975. So there we go. I I, I knew that because I had the Essential Moon Knight uh, when it came out back in, like, around 2000 when they did the Essential Editions. I had the Essential Moon Knight um, one. Can I I just say that sounds so fucking funny? What? the book about a werewolf yeah you know because a werewolf is by the moon uh. features the first sighting of a character and it's called moon knight i just think that's funny. well i i think there was some sort of connection i think he had almost like werewolf abilities really early on and then it got it kind of got retconned or something um it's just funny yeah so anyway it is what it is that's the that's the um look uh, blah 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 the Creative team gave Moon Knight moon-related symbols and silver weapons and metal poisonous to Werewolf to mark him as a suitable antagonist for the Werewolf hero. Um, the two-part story continues in 33 when Moon Knight realises Russell is a victim rather than a monster and decides to help him. So there you go. So it started out that he was an antagonist, kind of almost like Blade to Vampires. Um, and then it, I, I didn't know Don Perlin was a co-creator. I knew Doug Munch was. I actually thought Sinkevich was. Sinkevich did such a landmark run with Doug Munch, but no, he's not actually a creator of Moon Knight. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. Now, also then we had the short She-Hulk trailer. Now, I like this. Michelle liked this. We saw Charlie Cox in the trailer, confirming, I think, that he's definitely still going, and there's there's rumours this week that they're moving ahead with the new Daredevil, Daredevil show and um, casting for that and, and obviously probably having him. If he's going to be in She-Hulk... I see no reason why he won't be in um, his own show and potentially, obviously, in Spider-Man from the leaks last week. Uh, I mean, again, I guess. I mean, I'd prefer that if he was going to be in it, then, I mean, is Spider-Man going to be spending, or Peter Parker going to be spending much time in jail or well, trial or something? There's, I think there's people trying to link him to problems that Spider-Man caused, you know, because of um, the events of uh, Far From Home. If you recall the end, the ending of that, like he was kind of framed for a murder. Um, but but anyway, Rich. So Charlie Cox is in this She-Hulk trailer. What did you think of the trailer? What did you think of Hulk? And then what did you think of her co-opting the saying, "Don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry." Because I wasn't a big fan of terrible. that. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, a big fan terrible. of that. Yeah, there's that's stealing Hulk's lines and giving them to She-Hulk. You know, with yeah, Hulk, that's, that's that's what they do these days. Yeah, I know, I know, and I don't like that. And they've got Hulk there. So, like, Hulk's right there, and you're stealing Hulk's lines and giving them to her, and yet still relying on Hulk. Like, it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, show some originality. 
Yeah, I look. I, oh, I don't know. I look. I've probably got more. Actually, I, I don't even know if I care about either of these shows. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if you care. <laughs> well, you know, regardless, Rich, we're going to cover them. Like, we're going to go through them, like, pretty thoroughly. I, I, I like She-Hulk. I, I like She-Hulk, the character. I like her. I liked that comic that Chucky Soul did. It's probably the only Charles Soul comic I ever liked. I really enjoyed that comic. But I liked her with John Byrne's run and stuff as well. Like, She-Hulk's a cool character. Um, they can They can make her interesting. And I like the fact that she's just green but also still a normal woman. You know what I mean? Like, it's she isn't hulked out. I know she can hulk out and has hulked out, but most of the time, she's, you know, she's green and this high-powered lawyer and yada, yada, yada. I think it's an interesting character. No, no, no. I agree with you. She also is an interesting character in the comic books, but I don't, I don't see that same... Uh, the fact that she just looks normal with green, I just think is terrible. What do you mean? That's how she looks in the comic books. No, 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 mate. In comic books, she is fucking tall and built. Like, she does... She's not just a normal woman that looks green like Gamora. Yeah, she's very statuesque, is what you're trying to say, yeah? Yeah, she she looks like... You know, she looks like... In the comic book, she's essentially, like, taller than Wonder Woman. Mm. You know? And like, so I'm sorry. The, the fact that she just looks like Gamora, basically, painted mm. green, I just think is terrible. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, well, okay. Um, interesting. But uh, we will wait and see what's happening with that. Now, you saw the Resident Evil trailer. I didn't get a chance to see this. What did you think, Rich? Like, this is supposed to be a movie, I think, or it's coming out of the movie or something, and it looks so cheap budget. Yeah? Not a fan? It, uh, it, no, it, it's, it's got no good actors that I can see in it. Um it's even got that Robbie Amell in it. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, he's he's basically just a TV actor. I mean, I'm not trying to be nasty, but um, it just looks like a it looks like a fan movie. It, it doesn't, and the CG looks woeful. The yeah. CG looks just as bad as those Resident, those Mila Jokovich Resident <laughs> Evil movies. Like it doesn't. I mean, hopefully they'll put more polish on it. Maybe. Yeah. You know, because sometimes they do the trailers when the CG is not 100, percent but it doesn't look good. No. And it, so is this a TV show or a movie? Because for some reason I thought it was a TV show, but maybe it's movies. Well, they said that it was coming to theatres. Okay. So maybe maybe the first will be like movie length that they're going to put in the cinemas or something. I don't know. But um, I thought it was for a TV show as well. But then at the end of the trailer it said coming to theatres. So then I was right. like, oh, wait, is this a movie? Well, okay. Let's, let's, let's hit Google while we're here. We'll... we'll more and more, we're using Google Live as, as we're discussing stuff because, you know what, it, it gives us the answers we need. So Resident Evil. Um, Resident Evil. Oh, Jesus. Every, it, I'm bringing up everything but fucking Resident Evil right now. Yeah, yeah. It says in theaters November 24th. Okay, cool. So it's a movie. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Maybe they're doing this movie and then they're going to continue in a TV show or something? Yeah, okay. Cool. Um. But you weren't a fan, basically. Well, it might be the fact that it... Maybe it threw me that when I said in theaters, I was like, wow, this is supposed to be a movie. It looks really low quality. Yeah. But now if I'm thinking that it's actually maybe actual TV quality that they just put in the theaters, that might explain a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, if that's a TV budget. Are you a big fan of the games? Oh man, massive fan of of the games. I've been a Resident Evil fan since uh, Resident Evil One. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, it is. It, it is a movie. It's a reboot. So Resident Evil Walker Raccoon City is set to be released on November 24, 20, 2021. Uh, Johan Roberts is writer-director, so it is definitely a reboot of the whole movie franchise, which is what Mila Jokovic said after the last one. She said, yeah, I'm done. They're going to re- redo it or whatever. So, yeah, but again, the problem is, is it looks like they're going the same route as her where they're cramming all the characters into one yeah. story and movie. Yeah. You know, because this has got, this has got, um, it's got Chris in it. It's got... Um, uh, Claire, it's got uh, Leon. Do you know what I mean? It's got Jill, and I'm like, no, those that, that's two different fucking games, man. That's two different <laughs> stories. Why are they all in one movie? I don't know. Like, yeah, good point. Um, but you know, there's just I, I don't know. Like, for it's a franchise I've always found confusing, and yet I've seen a lot of um, I've seen a lot of the movies, and yet I'm I'm forever confused. You know, it just it just always. Oh, no, no, the the movies are nothing like the game, though. The movies right. are their own story. Yeah, yeah. The, from the first movie to the last movie, there is nothing other than the name, mm. uh, uh, the names that tied. Like um, the, the Mila Jokovic character is not in any of the um, the games. Right. Uh, they've just borrowed Resident Evil. They've borrowed Umbrella Corps. You know, but they've they, they've basically created their own their own universe that ties in zero way to uh, the games. Right. Okay. So, and, and that, and that's cause I've played the games as well. And yeah, I've, I never see the giant connect between the, between the two, but that's also partly me because I've kind of come in and out of the games and, and seen, I've seen a lot of the movies and yet I, I, they never made much of an impression on me. You know, what made it more of an impression and is similar was those underworld movies. I always found there was a bit of a similarity between the two. Yeah. 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 Um, they Although I I thought the underworld movies, especially probably the first three, were were definitely better than the Resident Evil. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, they were they were pretty good. Not great movies, but better than Resident Evil. I'll give yeah, that. yeah. Interesting. Well, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll wait and see what happens. Now, Richard, you've got a headline here about Star Wars. Something happened with you and Star Wars this week. What happened? I, once again, I don't learn my lesson. I get too excited. <laughs> I need to be disappointed. So oh, I was combing through some news and I saw this headline that says Dark Horse is getting Star Wars back. Right. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. Oh my God. You are happy. And then it says, they just get in the IDW titles that Marvel, that Disney took away from them and are giving it to Dark Horse, but Marvel will continue to print right. their own Star Wars books. And I was just like, ah. Oh. So they're getting like the YA stuff and all that kind of stuff that IDW was doing. They were doing a fair bit yeah, of YA. I thought what they were going to let them do, right, is I thought if Disney was smart, mm. they would say to Dark Horse, listen, we're going to let you continue the legends. Yeah. Right? You guys can write stuff about the legends and we'll, we will flag it as legends, right? We'll promote it as legends, but you can keep those stories going sure. for those fans. And Marvel over here will continue with High Republic and all that sort of crap mm. that no one cares about. <laughs> but uh, no, it just looks like they're going to be they're going to be telling Dark Horse. I guess you know these are the titles you get. These are the type of stories you've got to tell, mm. and blah blah blah. So I was a little disappointed because I thought, oh, maybe Dark Horse would, would give us some more Old Republic stuff. You know what I mean? Or continue the Luke Skywalker. Because uh, remember, uh, Dark Horse gave us that brilliant fucking uh, Star Wars Legacy. Mm. Um, which was um, 
Yeah, yeah that was good. Cade uh, Skywalker. We so did some of that. I on thought, the show, oh, maybe they we? could maybe they could continue that that um, timeline. Yeah. You know, because that's far better. But you know, once again, you know, I get myself all like hallelujah, and then I come crashing back down to earth with reality. Crashing back down like the. It just it just hit your head on, didn't it, Rich? Really, you know. That's why I always. That's why I say I just you know I sometimes make the mistake, but I always I normally always keep my expectations super low because that sort of shit. <laughs> well, when you get too excited, you always get disappointed. But you think about it, Disney are trying to build their own little sort of. They're trying, you know, it makes sense that Marvel would be doing Star Wars comics, are Rich, considering Disney owned them. Like it does make actual sense. You know? No, I know, but as I said, I thought when they said Star Wars is going back to Dark Horse, that I thought Dark Horse would be able to, as I said, continue with the uh, the legend stuff. Yes. I thought maybe they could continue oh, with yeah. Old Republic yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, or okay. Legacy, but no. I mean, I, that's what I would have done if if I was the, if I was in charge of Disney after they fucked up Star Wars like that, I would have said, right, Marvel, you continue with that crap, and we're going to get Dark Horse <laughs> to continue with the the legend stuff. We're going to actually start. We're going to actually continue the legend stuff, and so we're going to have two timelines going on yeah yeah not not in tv shows just in comics and novels yeah but they didn't do that did they rich no no they want to continue with this high republic fucking nonsense yeah no like uh, and i've got i would i would say zero maybe one percentage interest in high republic like it's 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 not very high on my priority list i'll put it that way with the High Republic, because I have checked in a little bit just to see, yeah. it doesn't seem to have any actual like central character. <laughs> yeah, you um, say that, any that, story. <laughs> well, again, it's it is it's just random stories, but yeah, uh, but it's it, it's it, there's too many characters that they're trying to make like not important, but they're trying to give you too many characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Um, and, and it's almost like they're like, no, everyone's important in High Republic, and like, yeah, well, that doesn't help. You need a central character that if, that the whole thing revolves around, and then you can spread out from there. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they just seem to be like, you know, no, everyone's special, everyone's important. And it's Every, like, well, everyone. no. In in Old Republic or Knights of the Old Republic, the most important person is Revan. Right. Yes. And all the stories are built around Revan. Yes, side characters can have their own stories and their own shit, but it all centers and revolves around Revan. Yeah, they're 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 trying to sort of world build though, aren't they? When is it set? When when is this High Republic set? Is it set back in? It's set back in the ancient times, yeah. No, no. So it's set in between Old Republic and the New Republic. Oh, which right. Is, and Yoda's uh, in it, pre- isn't he? Like Yoda's young and stuff. Is that right? I've not. Uh, really younger, younger <laughs> but he's yeah. still fucking walking around with a cane in High Republic. Right. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, look, it's, I mean, were Disney hoping for complete apathy from me? Because that's what they've achieved. Um, massive level of apathy towards High Republic. Like I, I'll be honest with you, that I think they would prefer apathy over hate. <laughs> yes, I'll take, I'll take apathy. <laughs> At least hate's a strong emotion. At least hate's a strong emotion, you know? Whereas apathy's nothing. It's the void. It's just gazing into the yeah, abyss. But, but apathy, you might still watch it if you're bored. Yeah, 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 true, true. If you're bored. Well, the late night Dave watch where it's like it's like ten, I'm like, okay, I'm energy bars down to the last, you know, little flashing thing and I'm like, I'll just want something on that's not too complicated. I'll tell you something that Rich that I want to be doing. I got Night Gallery, um, the Rod Sterling uh, horror anthology series. I got the DVDs for it. So I'm gonna be doing an episode per night before I go to bed. I thought that'd be fun, you know? 
Just to, just to yeah. throw yeah. that on. Scare yourself right before bed. Oh, why not? You know, give us some bad nightmares. <laughs> now, um, we had something else about Star Wars. Obi-Wan Kenobi definitely features Hayden Christensen and a fight with Obi-Wan post-Revenge of the Sith, i.e. the rematch. Uh, Ewan McGregor was talking specifically about swinging the blade again with Hayden Christensen, who's definitely coming back. Uh, this obviously takes place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope Ridge. Um, I'm excited to see them go at it again, because I see no reason why Obi-Wan and Darth Vader can't fight. Um, what's your reaction? I hate Disney so much. You hate Disney so much, really? That's it? They just, they just ruin everything. Wow. We're down in the dumps again. We're back. Well, I'm sorry, this, this whole thing proves that they fucking hate Star Wars, honestly, that they just don't get it. Just not happy. Obi Obi Wan cannot fight Darth Vader in between episode Why? three and four. Why not? It, it 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 ruins episode three. Four, you mean? Or, or... sorry, it ruins episode four. Right. Because if he knew, like, if he had fought them, do you honestly think he wouldn't be doing everything in his power to find where Obi Wan is? Yeah. And do you think Obi Wan would even risk? Vader knowing where he is or if he's still alive, knowing that he's supposed to be high, uh, guarding Luke, hiding Luke. Yeah, I, I understand that. But well, I think that he, you know, it's probably not planned. He probably doesn't want to bump into him, but they just happen to bump into each other along the but, way. Yeah, but again, their decision then is, I'm sorry, but then that means that Darth Vader, right, the, the, would hunt him if he accidentally bumped into him at a fight. He would not just let him go. Well, He yeah. would hound him. To like the ends of the fucking galaxy to find him. Maybe the fight ends with Darth Vader thinking he's killed Obi Wan. You know, like falls off into a you know like a waterfall or something like that. You know, so he thinks he's killed him, but really Obi Wan's had a miracle escape. I'm just pitching ideas. I'm just pitching ideas, Rich. What do you think? I hate them all. Yeah, you're just you're just not happy at all with. Uh, the whole situation, basically, I would say, you know. <laughs> Mate, for, for, for almost my entire life, Star Wars has pretty much been my favourite franchise. Right. More than Green Lantern? Yes. Wow. That's a big call from you. Well, you've got to remember, Star Wars was a bit more special because you didn't get it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so whenever a new novel came out or a new comic, it was so fucking exciting. Sure. You know, because it was more Star Wars. It's not like there was TV shows or whatever. I mean, okay, there wasn't a lot of Green Lantern, but there was a bloody uh, monthly book yeah. that came out every month. So you always get your fix of Green Lantern. Well, there were Star Wars comics, Rich. Forward... There were Star Wars comics. No, 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 but not as frequently. Right. Like, yes, when Dark Horse sort of got them, they started churning them out a bit more. But, I mean, for a long time, it was just the – you were kind of waiting in between novels. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, Green Lantern was like consistently, uh, the uh, the Star Wars comics would come and go. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. It's and called you never the Dark knew what Ages. The next one was going to be. You it's know? called the Dark Ages when, that's what Jimmy Terzis calls it, but between the Revenge of the, um, sorry, Return of the Jedi and, um, you know, Phantom Menace. It's called the Dark Ages yeah. because that was, that was all there was, the occasional comics. Yeah, so. You know, Star Wars just felt more special because, yeah, I was always, you know, oh, what's the next one going to be? And, you know, you never knew what they were going to do next. But, um, again, I've I've been collecting and reading it and all that sort of stuff, for like, you know, as far back as I can remember. And I just, 
I don't know, man. What Disney's done to it, it's just literally broken me. I'm not joking. Like, it has literally broken me. Jesus. And I feel every decision that they make, every single decision is the wrong decision. <laughs> so you're, you're not endorsing Kathleen Kennedy for the next three years, which is what... Which is what oh, um, God, no. Yeah, she's been... In fact, I, would, I, would, I want someone to build a time machine and go back to... to, to um, <laughs> Make sure she doesn't get the job in the first place. She doesn't get the interview. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, um, and I, I would go for, I would go so far back that I would I would kneecap her when she meets Spielberg. Way, <laughs> way back in the day. Just to make sure. Oh, that's harsh. Uh, look, I love it. It is what it is. Like, I mean, we're not here to relitigate the whole Star Wars fiasco because there has been a fiasco. I, I can't believe she was renewed for another three years considering, like, the appalling sort of... I know there've been some successes like Mandalorian, but that almost feels like it's in spite of her, you know. Well, not just that, but okay, even if it was one success out of let's say five failures, I don't know the actual number, but if you have one success out of five, that's not you're like, oh well, she gets to keep her job because she had one success out she, of five attempts. She will point to the box you office, though. She will point to the box no, no, office. Yeah, but it's not about the box office. You know why? Because Disney makes the money off merchandise. Yeah. Sure. Movie box office is great, but you know a lot of that money goes, you know, here and there, and all that sort of shit, and pays for stuff. Where they make their money is going to be the DVD sales or the home video sales, and it's going to be the merchandising. Yeah. And Star Wars merchandise does not sell right now. Yeah. No, you are right. You you are you are right. I, I'm not, I don't I don't disagree with you at all, Rich. I, I agree with you. It's a, it, it's weirdly despite those hit movies, you are right that the new stuff just is not. No one wants it, kind of thing. You know. Yeah, as I said, there's a uh, we were saying this over lunch. There's a Star Wars mobile game called Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes that is now starting to introduce Legends characters, right? To 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 the game, you know, because it's all been um, up until re- uh, up until now, it's all been like um, canon characters. Gotcha. That are in in the game, right? It's all the OT, the prequel. Yep. The, the sequel characters and all that sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're introducing, like, Dash Rendar mm-hmm. and Kyle Katarn and um, even uh, Starkiller from oh, the Force Unleashed stuff, which is, which is all legend stuff. So my point is, if this gaming company is starting to introduce legend stuff, I think that shows you that the new stuff is not selling. Mm. Mm. You know, like, I guarantee you, you put a Dash Rendar toy out there, fucking go like that, because yeah. all the Star Wars fans yeah. from the last... 40 years would buy that fucking action figure. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Whereas, like, Ray, you know, and all her other crap characters, like, you know. They don't sell, man. They're in the bargain bin. Yeah. You I literally can't can. give them away. That's where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, now with some big news coming out that I got very excited by. You broke it to me, Rich. Mel Gibson is directing Lethal Weapon 5. Is yes, this 100% yes. so, confirmed? Um, so Richard Donner apparently was trying to do, uh, w- he was working on Lethal Weapon 5. Uh-huh. It was kind of like uh, busy working on it. And then obviously he passed away in July. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so Mel Gibson has decided that um, he wants to step in to uh-huh. try and get the movie done and direct it and finish it because he, th- he thinks that would be a great way to celebrate uh, yeah. the uh, the great work that Richard Donner uh, has done by, you know, um, getting the the fifth movie out and all that. So, hey, you know what? I mean, he's he as I said, he if anyone was going to direct the movie and would kind of know, yeah, how Richard Donner would do it would be the guy that's been in four movies. 
Yeah, and totally he's directing himself. So I think that's honestly it's a fantastic choice for someone to to step into Donna's shoes, someone who's worked with him closely over four movies. Oh, I totally agree. I think it's a great choice. I think um, you know, I know some controversies have dogged him, but the guy's a fantastic director. Uh he's um let's face it, he he, you know, was massive in those Lethal Weapon movies with Danny Glover. Um, I'm I'm looking so forward to seeing them um, this movie, frankly, and uh, yeah, I I think it'll be fantastic, and I I predict it'll be a gigantic hit, frankly. I think it'll be a huge hit. Um, and I, and, yeah, like I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Now our new section, spinning the wheel. I caught the first episode of Wheel of Time, Rich, before the show. Three episodes had dropped. I only had time to watch one episode. Um, yeah, I'm digging it. Lots of money's been spent. Uh, feels like the book. <laughs> The first book, um, I'm I'm invested. You you know how forward I was looking to this to this uh, series, Rich. Um, now, what what is the internet saying? Because I haven't had a chance to gauge any critical reaction. Um, I think it's getting goodish reviews. There are some complaints by I think some of the book fans who say that it actually isn't that much, or, or it's it's making changes to the book, right? Um, so, but again, I've not really read the book, so I couldn't answer on that, but there are some people who are complaining that mm. they're making, uh, changes to the book. Okay. Well, look, I, I mean, I, I can only go on what I, um, what I saw, uh, in, in the first episode and I really, I was enjoying it, you know, like it was, um, yeah, a lot of fun and I, I'm typing in Wheel of Time and Metacritic and I'm, it's breaking up a completely separate, um, a completely separate, uh, <laughs> Like it's not even. It's bringing up. Uh, da, da, da. Here we go. Let's see what's got a Metacritic. Let's have a look. Let's have a look and see what Metacritic does. No, it hasn't. Get, hasn't got the scores on Metacritic yet. It's still got to be to be determined. So I guess by next week we'll have the scores. Um, they need to get the number of reviews in to get the numbers up. But yeah, I found it was the Eye of the Worlds, the first book, and this is literally the first episode. So you know, there's a lot of world building going on. Um, great sequences in the village before the Trollocs attack. Uh, the first book is very similar thematically, The Fellowship of the Ring, very similar. And then it kind of starts to go some different directions uh, from there. But the first book is very much like his version of Fellowship of the Ring, um, basically, Rich. And, uh, and I've got to tell you, some money's been spent on this show, Rich. It looks beautiful. And the monsters, actually, you'd like this, Rich. You know how you're all about practical effects? Um, the monsters... Yeah, I watched, I watched the first episode. Oh, what did you think? I feel it's going to be a long couple of months. <laughs> I didn't realise you'd seen the first episode. So... Yeah, you... I, I actually, technically, I had time to watch all three, but I couldn't get myself motivated to watch the second episode after watching the first wow i'm gonna watch the second episode after the show man i'm 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 gonna wait a while because they spent a lot of money on sets and they spent a lot of money on special effects and i think they spent zero dollars on acting yeah weren't a fan of the actors oh my fucking god even the one person who's actually been in movies uh rosamund pike yes Oh my god, is she fucking hamming it up to nobly? Like seriously, man. <laughs> fucking tone it down a bit. Jesus fucking Christ, man. 
Well, she's been around. I know you didn't TV. I know, but that's my point. You would expect, I'd expect the one actor who's fucking been in shit to actually be a better actor than the fucking other people that's in this show. Mm. Oh my God, the acting in this is like no better than the fucking CW, man. <laughs> I did get the feeling um, that it was very medieval fair, like in the, in the village. Like, it, it really felt like a medieval fair kind of, like, oh, vibe. No, man, fucking everyone's either pouting or staring sternly or looking off into space. Oh, my fucking God, CW in the fantasy realm. Just what I wanted. Well, I'm enjoying it, Rich, uh, so calm down there a little bit. Like, Thank, thank God when those fucking Beastmen came and started slaughtering everyone. It's the only thing I fucking liked about this episode. I thought the Beastmen looked good, Rich. I thought the special effects looked good. Oh, they did. That's why I said they spent a ton of money. I think they spent so much money on the practical crap and the special effects that they had no money to actually hire actors. <laughs> now, am I right in saying that the lead guy, Rand, had kind of an accent was going on there? Like, did you pick up an accent of some sort? Who fucking knows? Who knows where these people come from? They're all sounding weird. So you're not happy, Rich, basically. You're not happy that you're chained to the wheel now for the... Uh, get it, it better, it get a bit, it fucking better get better, seriously. They better just fucking get better. Well, Rich, don't forget, I think there's like 14 books in the franchise, so there's going to be a lot of Wheel of Time episodes spinning the wheel. <laughs> 14... Well, until hopefully, until hopefully you get pissed off and then we can drop it. <laughs> Oh, well, so that's our first episode of Spin. What are you giving the first episode out of 10? I'm giving it a 6.5. What a 10. Four? Mm. Okay, fair enough. Four out of 10 for Rich. Our Wheel of Time's off to a rocky start for Rich. I, I'm enjoying it. But uh, spinning the wheel, we're going to do the verdicts of each episode. We're going to we're gonna rank them out of 10. I gave it 6.5 for Prosperity. Um, Rich gave it four. Now... If, I'm just going to say this to, to to listeners: If you're going to watch this, like, just bring some cringe muffs or something like that to just like try and stop the fucking level of cringe. Oh my god, I actually lost count of the amount of times that they said "woman" in this episode. Well, it is a very matriarchal society in Wheel of Time. I know, but Jesus Christ, every like second person, woman, 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 woman. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually have dreams about women tonight. I've heard the word so much today. Okay. Well, um, okay, now we have an email from Michael Kellersham uh, titled, J.K. Rowling cancelled, John Byrne does Wolverine's origin and a special report. Uh, so he says, Dave, hold the presses, new poop has come to light, I bring a special in-depth report. Harry Potter cast reunites for a 20th anniversary special, but J.K. Rowling is not invited. I saw this, actually. Rowling became unpopular when she started to point out that biology matters and people cannot change their gender at will, so this makes it persona non grata. Strange days when a feminist is blacklisted for saying men are not women. Um, so this is a hot take from Michael. But um, then John Byrne does X-Men again, unofficially. He's making new X-Men stories and posting them on his own website for free. After all these years, and he's still a top talent, art looks great. CB, in brackets, Akira Yoshida, offered to publish them, but he refused. He's also telling his version of Wolverine's origin. Not that you'd be interested in that. Um, that's interesting. So he does, he does like, a uh, origin as he would have told Wolverine's origin, so according to John Byrne. That's interesting. And then he has a report on Doctor Who, the BBC and the licence fee. The ratings of Doctor Who have been covered on the show recently, but their decline has another important factor not many outside the UK know about, the UK TV licence fee. In the UK, a household must have a television licence to legally watch television. At ninety one and £159 UK a year, that is a cost that many are sending over to Netflix. Um, oh, God, I'm sorry, I... 
just lost the um, I lost the email. Uh, you lost the plot. Yeah. It's, oh, God. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, the license fee includes not only BBC but Amazon Prime, YouTube, ITTV, and more. With no commercials or advertising, UK broadcasters depend on the license fee just as a streaming service depends on the subscription fee. Over the past few years, many have dropped out of the license fee and many 75-year-olds are refusing to pay, costing the UK license collectors millions of pounds. As younger people move to Netflix, which is not under the license fee, and older people have no desire to watch increasingly woke BBC schedule, this leaves the BBC and ITV with increasing production costs and gaping deficits in their budgets. Many view the TV licence as a luxury they can no longer afford, and some are fee dodgers, people who drop out of the fee but continue to watch for free. In an attempt to collect that lost revenue, the BBC has spent over £9 million on threatening letters to people, and they've even hired spies to surveillance people in their homes to catch them watching BBC shows. This is crazy. Uh, from an American point of view, Doctor Who is the lowest it's been since the 2006 relaunch. During the Tennant and Smith years, Doctor Who DVD box sets were once priced at $100 per season, but now you can find new Capaldi DVDs at a, do- at a Dollar Tree for a dollar. Where once there were Doctor Who end caps in stores and displays, these days are long gone. It's bigger on the inside. Bumper stickers are seldom seen, and ratings are down from the average 8 million viewers they had during the David Tennant, Matt Smith years, to less than 4 million today. The same viewership numbers the show had in 89 when it was cancelled. Uh, so it's the duck doctor suffering for many ailments. Politically correct storylines, a revolting British, British populace that refuses to pay a fee to watch TV, and an increasingly bored USA audience. Uh, bringing back Russell T Davies is an act of desperation which will fail. Regardless of who is chosen to be the next Doctor, it's too late. The Doctor has one has had one regeneration too many. Interest is declining. No one cares. <laughs> Jesus. But by golly, I have my Tom Baker VHS collection, and they can't take that away from me out of my cold, dead hands. I like it. Um, that has been a, spe- a Kalisham special report. Now go and watch Yojimbo. Yeah, and I am sorry, Michael, we haven't watched Yojimbo, Dion and I. We've both been a little bit busy, but we will do that shortly. Um, what do you think to Michael's epic email, Rich? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's he's correct on pretty much everything. I mean, I think, one, I think it's ridiculous that the only reason that Daniel Radcliffe, Hermione, and whatever the fucking orange head, you know, the red-headed guy's oh. name is... Um, who played Ron? I don't know. Whoever, whatever. Rupert the only reason they're famous is because she wrote Harry Potter. Mm. Oh yeah, they owe you know her I mean? a massive like debt. They, they owe her success. They owe their success to her success. Yes. If she had not been successful with that, what they would not have probably been hired for that shows, and they would never have gotten the the celebrity that they have now. Yeah. And by the way, I'm sorry, I don't care what side of the aisle you land on. What she says is not. Um, it's not a universal thing, you know what I mean? Like if 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 someone says that gender, like um, sex is biology, mm-hmm. there's a well, it, it's a true fact wh- whether you agree with it or not. So it's not like she's saying round up all trans people and shunt them into the gulag or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean mm-hmm. sometimes people just get offended by facts, which is stupid. Um, and yeah, the Doctor Who, I was actually going to mention, remember last week I said between uh, episode one and two yeah. of the current season, they lost 50,000 viewers. Well, between 
two and three, they lost another further 150,000. Ouch. So between one and three, they've lost uh, 200,000 viewers. It's not good. <laughs> no. So if that goes, then by the end of the season, there'll be no viewers or, <laughs> or very few viewers left or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I agree with him that Doctor Who, unfortunately, well, it's not just Doctor Who. I think we live in, I think we've had this discussion. He's like, look at the world pre 2016. Sure. Right. No actors or anyone was, was carrying on about like race and, and gender and, 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 and sexism and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and before someone says, oh, but it still existed then. Yeah, it always exists, but clearly it wasn't a problem. People were still being successful, still Well, I would say, I, were... I don't think you could say it wasn't a problem. I mean, it was a problem, it just wasn't brought to light kind of thing. Me too movement. Uh, no, I, I completely disagree. When I say it's not a problem, I'm saying it's not this worldwide epidemic problem that is affecting every single woman on the planet mm. i'm sorry that it happens to like three or four percent of the women in the world mm. that that shit happens to i'm really sorry but uh we can't make out like the whole fucking world needs to change <laughs> right and, and and we've got to become more you know uh just disregard everything that we've done and built sure because uh three percent of people are upset gotcha like I, I, i'm sorry it just doesn't in my mind it just doesn't work that way yeah. Right. I, as the, the, the words of Spock, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Well, that, right? yeah, but like, you've got to be careful how you apply that. Like, cause that you can't. Well, get... I, I apply that you cannot run a society by only acquiescing to the needs of 3% of your population. Sure. Okay. You cannot change your entire society to accommodate 3%. Now, that doesn't mean that you cannot accommodate them at all, mm. but it just means that you cannot change everything for that yeah yeah do you know what i mean that's to me that's retarded mm. yes you want to give them an avenue you want to give them a lane you want to give them something but we can't we can't turn everything upside down now mm. and then change the way that like 97 percent of of people feel or think or act mm. because mm. one day maybe they might upset someone. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I don't look, it's a complicated discussion. I mean, but I think like Me Too movement combined with BLM have radically changed things in terms of popular culture. I think you could say that it's made a lot of things open in the general mainstream for discussion. I guess you could say. And uh, well, I'm, okay, know. look, I I understand. I yes, uh, if you talk no, you see, I hate movements. I fucking hate movements. Anyone who does what. Uh, um, Weinstein and, and Cosby did should go to jail, get punished, and, and should be brought to light. Mm. But to turn around and then say that, oh, because two men out of 10,000 sure. did that, we now have to change the entire way that we uh, run an industry or, or do something. No, that's it's not the case. It's not like every single producer or whatever is out there mm. section wrestling woman. It's a small minor minority of, of, of people that do shit. Yeah, true. So the, the, and the Me Too then started attacking people that hadn't even done anything. And then it started being used to just uh, attack people you didn't like. Oh, yeah. there's Yeah, it's been co-opted. And I think some fatigue setting in on, on BLM, for example, I think that we're starting to see, you know, like all movements do, they're like waves, and they, they, you know, reach their peak and they recede, and then it's how much, 
how much uh, political gain and how much have they have they gained during their sort of peak? Like everything will go through its peaks and troughs. Um, yeah. But but but, my, but again, my point is is that my just because Harvey Weinstein did that doesn't mean that every single actress and every single producer is going through that. No. But that, the casting that's couch. my point. It's but like the, the way that we couch. carry on. It's the way that people carry on. It's like, oh my god, the Harvey Weinstein. It just shows that every single fucking uh, casting is like that's what casting is like. No, it's not. Although Hollywood was built on a casting couch, Rich, like that has always been a factor in Hollywood casting. Yes, which they moved away from. As we become more enlightened, Dave, mm. as a society mm. and as people, and we always better in ourselves. Mm. You cannot tell me that today, the Harvey Weinstein thing is the norm. It's not the norm, but I, I definitely think that there's it's a big factor in the industry, like for sure, because sex sells. So yeah, it's always been a it's a factor. I mean, Hollywood is built on that. So yeah, I mean, it's all about desire and about looks and okay. optics. So where so where's where's all the other guys that have gone to jail with Harvey Weinstein? Well, that's half the problem, I think. That you know, really. Well, oh, so. So they got Harvey Weinstein, and then all the other women said, "Oh, well, they got Harvey. I'm not going to bother telling them about what happened to me well, or the other of, producer." Pl- you really act- thinking the women just all of a sudden shut up? Plenty of actors have um, been thrown under the spotlight. There's been plenty of people. There was that guy at Fox News who ran Fox News. He was done on multiple, you know, um, uh, sexual harassment. There's been plenty of sexual harassment through. You know, there have there ha- sexual harassment is a real thing and has definitely happened to a lot of people. Uh, well, before yes, 2016. Everything, everything is a real thing, but um, my point is we cannot make, we cannot lose sight of what is the norm and what is not the norm. Sure. doesn't mean you turn a blind eye, but it also means that you don't fucking carry on mm. like it's, or that is like it's every single, yeah, yeah. Uh, every man's guilty, uh, CEO, you know, or, or businessman or, or sure. producer, whatever that's doing that. It's not like we need to, call, like we need to put everything into perspective mm. and not like, uh, People are still basically can so easily become the mob with a pitchfork. Sure, and that's true. That's true. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's and that's why I say that's the danger of these movements mm. is that you start you start seeing everyone as an enemy. You start seeing everyone as with you or against you and all that sort of shit. Like and you know, like the, with the the, um, the the J.K. Rowling thing. You know, whether you like her or not, whether you like her books or not, like I, I think she's been pitchfork mobbed oh no, for I, no real, yeah no i mean I, for no real reason i no i i think for yeah i agree for, for, for the for, as the act of having an opinion uh supposedly jk rowling uh is is supposedly cancelled but yet you know she's not cancelled really but like there's this you know she's she she writes the screenplays for the for those fantastic beast movies i mean it's all based on her work like warner brothers have earned billions of dollars and she's earned you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. So, you know, she's she she is the reason, really, that Harry Potter is the franchise it is. Um, so it's interesting, but no, I, I agree. It's it's ridiculous. Like it's just it's just optics. They just want to get J.K. Rowling out of the spotlight. Um, basically, but that's you know, it's that cynical. Like she's not really cancelled. Um, no, but- no, okay. So there's a mis there's, there's a misnomer like I hate I love when people say see oh this person didn't get cancelled so cancer culture doesn't exist. It exists. It doesn't but mean she, there was she's, no, she's no, too big. What she's I like to say big. people is that doesn't mean there wasn't an attempt. Oh, there's definitely an attempt. The, what I'm trying to say is J.K. Rowling is instrumental to the success of the Harry Potter franchise, which Warner Brothers need, and uh, she is rich enough and popular enough 
that even this bullshit that that's being thrown on her plate, like which I do like, I don't necessarily agree with her, but I don't disagree that she has a right to an like she has a right to an opinion, and frankly, it's not that inflammatory, and she should be allowed to have that opinion without being pillarized on the internet as if she's like you know slaughtered six million people or something. Like it's ridiculous. It's an overreaction. Uh, people need to calm down, basically. Um, and I can't remember yeah. who said it, but someone uh, it always stuck with me is that he said, you know, um, the reason I don't get upset is because people are allowed to be wrong. Yeah, you know? I mean, now, I, I'm not saying I, she's wrong, but I'm just saying we we live in it. We live in a world now where even if you are wrong about sure. something, sure. somehow it makes you an evil person. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Like it's just almost like really, like I don't quite. Yeah, I I, I don't quite see the the gigantic scandal that they're trying to paint it as. And it's like, she's allowed to have an opinion. It's it, it's like the myth that everyone who voted for Trump is like some Nazi. It's like, no. Like, 49.95% of people or whatever voted for him, and he, enough that he became president once and then narrowly lost a second time. Like, you know, there are a lot of people who just voted for him because they thought, you know what, he's a straight talker kind of thing. Now, I'm not saying he is, but that's the perception. No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the perception. No, no, I'm laughing because, like, in their mind, right, they're like, the country voted for Obama twice mm. and then decided, nah, you know what? We're going to go back to being racist. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, it's just... W- w- the point I'm trying to make is that they make these sweeping categorizations about people which are just wrong. And I do think, like, frankly, as an author, I think that the way... Um, it's just those actors who, who you know, put put J.K. Rowling on notice while at the same time taking the fucking check, you know, based on her work, which she's also profiting from. So everyone's making money, and they're like, oh, yes, J.K. Rowling, just really terrible. Like, oh, we just can't abide it. Like, oh, tut, tut, tut. Meanwhile, let me take the fucking check for the reunion special, um, and let yeah. me just... Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point. I, I want to see the actor say, don't ever refer to me as Harry Potter. I'm not attending any, any yeah. Harry Potter conventions. I, I'm disassociating myself from the Harry Potter franchise. Um, I want no royalties or money or anything. Yeah. I want it all done and gone. None of them are doing that. No, definitely not. They're, 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 they're like, give me the fucking money. You know, they're like, they're like get, make sure that money hits my account because maybe the career's starting to cool off a little bit. You know what I mean? And like maybe... We want to keep milking this for the rest of our lives and stay very rich and very successful. And, and you know, every day Daniel Radcliffe wakes up, he should look in the fucking mirror and he should kiss a picture of J.K. Rowling because that's the one who's put the billions of dollars in his account. Like, And that yeah. goes for every single actor in that franchise. And Warner Brothers, who've earned billions of dollars of it, they should be doing the same thing too because Harry Potter's a key plank in their franchise. And it's a very successful book series and she did a wonderful thing in writing those books. So I, I have no time or patience for, like, okay, I, I don't necessarily agree with her opinion either, but you know what? Like, she's allowed to have it. Like, you know, it doesn't... J.R.R. Tolkien, he probably had opinions, Rich, that I was like, I don't know if I agree with that, J.R.R., but I'm not like, oh, my God, we must cancel his books. C.S. Lewis was a fucking rabid, like, religious freak. And, you know, I, but at the same time, I love his Narnia books. You know, like, so at the end of the day, you've got to separate the art from the artist a little bit. And at times as well, like, there are people, like, Rich, we have lunch today. If we went through every single fucking aspect of life, what we agreed with, what we didn't, we'd probably find we'd disagree on several things. But at the end of the day, does it even matter? Really? You know, like, 
what does it matter? Like, can you not break bread with someone, uh, have friendships with people, this and that, work with people that you may have different beliefs? You've got to learn how to work together a little bit. That's that's how I feel. Am I being too idealistic, Rich? Well, I mean, in fact, I, I some of my friends we don't even agree politically or sure. economically. Sure. But what what we do have in common is what makes us friends like sure. uh, I, i'm friends with with a guy i've been friends with him for quite a few years now um you know we, we go for dinner every now and again we we play a bit of like online games and shit sure. and that like and uh he's more of a socialist than i'm more of a capitalist and sure. we are not at each other's throats or anything you know sometimes yeah. we rib each other about uh or we have discussions a bit of banter, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we still find time to be friends. <laughs> yeah, I, look, and, and that doesn't seem to me to be too crazy a story. That seems to me to be pretty normal. And what I'm saying is, just because J.K. Rowling's famous, it doesn't make her opinion on that really, you know, like that big a deal. Like she's allowed to have it. Frankly, she's allowed to have oh. an opinion. You know. But 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 this also goes back to my point. Was I'll be honest with you, I feel. Your average person, there are far more people that agree with J.K. Rowling. I plenty do yeah. than the than the, than the Hollywood elites. That's also true. So now, and and that's I don't necessarily funny. And I want on the record, I don't necessarily agree with her, but I also don't really. Do, you know, I, I'm very sort of like, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a lot of people too, Rich. They're just like, you know what? When you get to this level of debate, it's like I I just don't really care. You know and. She's allowed to have an opinion, and the way they've tried to promote, uh, they've they've tried to sort of slander her and demonise her is is a better word. It's it's kind of like it's ridiculous, frankly. And these people are going like, "Oh my god, like I love Harry Potter, but I hate J.K. Rowling." <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, like this came direct from her mind to the page to you. That's the act of writing. Like the movies, okay, Warner's have a lot of input, um, it, but the actual books, that was her working with an editor, going to people, and people fell in love with those books and they sold like hundreds of millions of copies and they're great, you know, they're great books and they're huge success and it's all very well deserved. And I just think it's just, it's almost laughable, these people who are like, I, you know, they're like, oh God, like burn her at the stake, oh, but, but let me keep my Harry Potter books. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, an even better... Uh... I, uh, example of what you're talking about is is H.P. Lovecraft. Sure. You know, I mean, that guy was an unabashed, unashamed racist. racist. Yeah, full on, yeah. And yet everyone loves his work. Yeah. His work is in so many movies or video games or uh, comics. They all borrow from his... Um, Cthulhu uh, and all that. Cthulhu, old ones... You know that, that that sort of mythology and all that sort of stuff. They all borrow from it. They all use it. There's an influence of that in um, Demond, the Demond books. We 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 you know yeah. like some influence of the whole thing. Yeah. So that, but that's my point. You see, like, if it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day they're still making money and that's all they really care about. Yeah. What they say to you, like, even if let's say you disagree with J.K. Rowling and you hate her, mm. please don't side with the. The celebrities and the and the studio and 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 the corporation thinking that they're on your side. No, they're not. They're not. 
Okay. Because they playing you for a fool yeah. while they're still making money off of her. Oh, Just like money. they do with all of the HP Lovecraft fucking uh, And by the way, uh, they're, they're making money. They're making money. She's making money. The actors are making money. The joke is that they're sort of trying to censor her, like censure her, S-C-E-N-S-U-R-E. Like, oh, tut, tut, that J.K. Rowling, tut, tut, tut. But really it's all like... What a naughty girl. What a naughty girl, but everyone's making money. You know, like, like that's the that's that's the real joke at the end. Like everyone, everyone's got a smile on their face, really, when they when they tuck tuck in for the meal, because you know, and and, and by no means is it all her readers that 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 are like saying burn J.K. Rowling at the at the stake. No, this is, just 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 the crazy ones on Twitter. Yeah, the crazy ones on Twitter who have worked themselves up into a tizzy. If they got through this part of the podcast, they'll probably be trying to drive a stake through our cold dead hearts, Rich. But you know, good luck to them. Good, good luck to them. Well, and we'll move on to, off of that. And I just on the last part of that email, I just want to say, I don't know if I care enough about Burns. Um, Who X Men? Uh, oh, John Byrne. John Byrne. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because um, I, I'm hoping it's good. I, I would interested to see because I know Claremont. Mm. He had like a second stab at it and it wasn't good. Yeah, it, well, yeah, I agree. It was like, huh, okay. <laughs> you know, right. it was very dated. It, it's yeah. almost like it, it didn't, you know, it, it's almost like his writing had stagnated. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't know if it was trying to capture that. So I'd have to see the burn stuff before I say whether or not I'm keen or excited because Claremont kind of, uh, you know, he's kind of made me a bit shy about going, oh, yeah, Burns is redoing the X, you know, continuing the X-Men because I got excited for the Claremont one and that one was a big disappointment. Yeah, I remember. It was called X-Men Forever. It was about t- 10, 15 years yeah. ago. And um, I think we both were reading it and we were both like, what is going on here? You know? Um, yeah, it was good. But, um, you know, Burns is a, a different beast. Yeah. Um, I, I would love someone to tell me if it is any good or not, oh. like the actual... Um, storylines and, and all that because if it is I, I would be very I mean it's free I guess I can go check it out you can go check it out now Rich what about this scenario with uh, the X-Men animated show it's coming back with the original voice cast original producers etc etc they're, they're going to launch on Disney Plus the 90s animated I'll show I'm sure they'll fuck it up they'll fuck it up oh right so you, you're, you're not hopeful well, as I said, I, I put this in the news because I, you know, I heard that they're doing a sequel or a continuation of that '90s. But um, I don't know. I mean, as I said, like the current crop of writers working on franchises and all that sort of stuff. It's. Do you think I mean, they might drag in some of the original people, like the original writers and stuff? Because weren't um... I, I? I I doubt it. I I think they're going to hand it off to some new young writers, and they just won't get it. I get they probably won't even have even watched the '90s show. For they probably wouldn't even be fans of it. But but how hard is it to watch the '90s show? You could probably do that in like a weekend. And you know, the, the... yeah, but, yeah, but 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 I think watching something just to write it is not the same thing as like living it. Yeah. But it's research because, because like when you watch it there and and it makes it a mark on your you know, it, it, it um, influences you or something, you might have a deeper connection and then want to do right by it. Whereas yeah. if you're just researching it for work, uh, I mean, if this was, say, 2000s, I'd be more confident, but mm. it's 2021, so, you know. Expectations low, Rich? My expectations are super low. <laughs> uh, oh, well. 
I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm down for it. I, I think it could be done. I don't think it's like to me that that X Men show really got the X Men. I always felt. I, I felt it was really sort of like uh, they, they got what they, they, they got the key beats of the X Men. I always felt, you know, more so than yeah, sometimes I've... the comics. Oh no, they did. The '90s X Men is fucking great. Like the '90s X Men was very much like the the uh, Jim Lee um, uh, art sort of uh, style with the costumes and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I just, I, 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 I'm worried that we're going to get a bait and switch. Right. Okay. Like it's going to be a continuation. They're going to get the original voice actors back for like two episodes and then they'll either kill them off or like hand it to over to X23 and oh, Jesus. Um, all that sort of, you know what I mean? That's my, that's my fear. Oh, that's my concern God. that they say, Oh, this is going to be a continuation. And just like with the He-Man, mm. you know, they'll then yeah. kill them off and then bring in the new versions of the, oh, I tell you what, I won't be happy if they do that. I'll, I wouldn't mind X23 coming into it at some point, but I don't want her kind of main titling it, you know, no, thank you. Um, I'll tell you a show that I've been watching, um, which I love, that Spider-Man 90s show. It's on Disney+. Plus. That animated, 90s animated show. I love that show, man. With, yeah, good. It's with, with a passion. Definitely, it's probably my favourite uh, Spider-Man cartoon, for sure. Oh, it's my favourite cartoon. Yeah, I, I've watched most of them, and I, I really enjoyed Spectacular Spider-Man as well, but nothing beats that um, 90s animated Spider-Man. You know who I should try to get on the show? The producer of that is really active on Facebook, and I'm a member of his Facebook group. I should try to reach out to him. Oh, by the way, Jam D. Mateus, for listeners, has agreed to come back on in February next year uh, for a return interview, Rich. I think I told you about it the other night. Um, yes, part two. Part yeah, two. Part we're two. Get to those questions we didn't get to. Yeah, plenty of stuff, and I'm getting deep into the Clone Saga. I've warned him there's going to be a lot of Spider-Man questions. He's totally cool. Um, what a nice guy he is to deal with as well. Can I just say he's an absolute pleasure? Um, so yeah, so looking forward to Jam coming back on the show, of course, um, in the new year. And isn't it crazy, Rich, that we're in like middle of November? Like it's just nuts how quickly this year's gone by. Every year goes quickly, man. Yeah, time, man. It's like a river. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I just Dave, you're as Dave, you're as deep as a cliche. <laughs> Thank you. Time is like a fucking river. <laughs> um, now, there's a Marvel Zombies show spinning off from the What If episode. Um, yes, yes to this. This I was looking so forward to that zombie episode, and I really enjoyed it. It was really the only one I'll ever bother to rewatch. Um, yeah, bring me Marvel Zombies TV show, Rich. Animated, obviously. I said to Michelle, could it be live action? But she said, I'm pretty confident it's going to be animated, Davey. And I was like, that's cool. Um, what do you think, Rich, about the zombie show? I hope they get a new uh, uh, animation team. Yeah, good point. Very good point, Rich. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I want it, it's definitely going to look a lot more darker and gross and stuff and all that. Than, yeah. Uh, because, that, that again, that, that what-if show, oh, my God. I just, I can't, sorry. I, every time I look at it, I throw up. Did you watch the zombie episode? I saw a snippet of it, but I just can't. I can't get past the the the, the animation, man. I just yeah. can't. My brain, my brain literally wants to like fry itself. Yeah, no, it's 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 not good. I agree. Um, now, Prey, Predator versus the Comanches. Um, this is the Hulu show. It's been confirmed on on Disney Plus. 
uh, on Disney Day to go to Hulu um, that basically prey with with a with a predator back in Native American times, Rich, fighting the Native Americans like I assume with probably a spear. He probably doesn't bring all his guns. Um, pretty awesome, Rich. You feeling this? Not really. <laughs> Why? Why? What's wrong with this? Uh, I'm just. I don't really. I don't really care about the predator running around hunting Native Americans. I just. Oh, well, they're hunting him as well. It's it's a hunt, Rich. It's a it's the great hunt. Uh, I guarantee he won't. He'll. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they'll probably come up with some excuse that his weapons get damaged in his ship crashing or some fucking bullshit. But I don't know. I just. It's. I I just can't help it. I just once you once you get past the predator mm. for the first time, I just I don't care. Like, it's it's never that same feeling for me because. You know, I keep thinking back to watching the first Predator movie and you legit didn't know what the fuck was going on. Sure. Do you know what I mean? You're like, what is happening? What is that thing? Why, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. why is it invisible? What the fuck's happening? And these guys are just getting slaughtered and people are getting skinned and shit. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. But then once you know what it is, it's diminishing returns for every like movie, you know? Mm. That's why I thought I quite liked the movie Predators. Because then that movie wasn't so much about the predator. Mm. It was about those, that group of people trying to figure out where the fuck they are, yeah. what's happening. Yeah. So you know the predator. So there's no point in explaining what the predators are. You know what they are. But it was these characters that just wake up on an alien world and they have no idea what's going on. So I thought that was an interesting way of keeping my interest because mm. then they were trying to figure out why were they chosen. Yeah. You know, what's happening. Again, I love the reveal about... The one of them being a serial killer, you know, the one yeah. that looks so um, Adrian Brody out of place and 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 non-threatening and all that sort of stuff, and then it turns out like he's the most dangerous of them all because he's literally like a snake in the grass or yeah. you know a wolf in sheep's clothing sort of thing and all that. So I, I like that, but as I said, like I, I don't know. I just I feel like as I said, I just feel like it's diminishing returns because oh, I, I just you. don't think I just don't think it's interesting enough just to have him running around hunting native americans because what's the well they could be hunting him maybe he's crashed no, no, and he's wounded you know but, but my yeah but my point is what's the hook for me native what, americans why, versus what what is it going to be in the movie that's going to make me care as to why this is going on native americans I'll versus wait and see but i'm just saying my brain can't figure it out okay right well, now just hearing about it i'm just like i don't know what the hook is for me to be interested predator versus native americans that's it. Again, that's not enough. That's not <laughs> enough for me, Dave. I know that's enough for you. Like <laughs> I love you just want to, you just want to see slaughter and mayhem. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But I, I don't know. My my bar's a little I, higher than that. <laughs> I want to see them win. I want to see them beat the predator. But I, but the way they haven't got today's technology, they haven't got Bill Duke on a chain gun. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, so, this yeah. is the, but the, but, the, but this is the point I'm trying to make. Like literally, uh, uh, well armed fucking military guys. Can't even take down a predator, you well, know, um, with their guns. Like it literally takes the Arnold Schwarzenegger character, um, what's his name, Duke, I think. It literally takes him almost getting, basically being Dutch. lucky. Dutch. Oh, Dutch. It's not Duke. Mm. It's, it's it's Dutch. Like um, it, it literally takes him be getting lucky with the that mud. He beats him. So with I'm the just, mud. So I'm just like I don't I don't know what spears and bone arrows are going to really. Do are you referring to the mud? 
Yeah, like that, that, that like helped him because then he figured out that it's infrared. Yeah. But a Native Americans don't even know what infrared is. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Um, yeah, well, anyway, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it, Richard, um, personally, but um, it could be pretty cheap and cheerful. Um, now, Spider-Man Freshman Year is a new animated thing that will be tied to the MCU while also evoking Marvel's deeper history with an aesthetic, according to a press release, that celebrates the character's early comic book routes roots. Uh, the show will follow Peter Parker on his journey to becoming Spider-Man within the MCU, suggesting the show might dramatise this Peter's origin story, something the live-action movies with Tom Holland bypassed entirely. So they're going to be doing the origin, Rich, again, um, and the and the college experience, which I'm kind of down for, personally, um, in, in animated form. But as, as I'm sure you're about to say, Rich, it has been done many times. We've had many swings at this bat. So hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to read it again. Mm. So this is it's called, animated. This is not college. No, but this is not college. This is this is uh, high school, isn't it? Oh, I suppose so. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, junior high. Yeah, junior high. Yeah, because I say no, it can't be an origin if he's in college because he's not even in college now. Yeah, I, when I saw freshman, I was thinking college, but you are right. More like junior right. high. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, well, I'm assuming it's going to be animated. Yes, it is animated. Yes. Yeah, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, as I said, like, it's a smart way of telling that character's... It's a smart way of doing the origin, not in the movie, but in a TV show. Exactly. Um, the only issue I have... Mm, yeah. Well, it's just that it's so close to the age that he is when the movie starts. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't feel like... I don't, I don't feel like there could be years of content. Because don't forget, like, he doesn't even have a costume until Iron Man comes on the scene. Yeah, good point. Very good and point. And when, when Iron Man finds him, he's literally only been Spider-Man for, like, hmm. a couple of months, I think, maybe. That's a good point, Rich. So, it, it's, you know, unless they're going to be, like, retcon in a little bit, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, that you say that. Because, yeah, Tony was the one who... Did he have a suit? What did he have? No, it was just basically, it was just like clothes that he made, like a baggy, yeah. you know, uh, like uh, 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 very reminiscent of how um, uh, he looked in the first Spider-Man movie. Uh, yes, with at Tom the start. Wire, yeah, at the with, start. With that, rest, with that wrestling type outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, actually. Yeah, good point. So, you, yeah, they, they might have to do a bit of, um, a bit of, uh, how do you say, a retconning, basically. To... Yeah, or or that the it's not going to be like oh this is like canon for the the, the MCU Spider Man. It's just it's it's just using the Tom Holland as the blueprint yes. for the character or something like that, which could work as well. You know, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see. But uh, look, it's interesting. I'm I'm interested uh, now. Norman Reedus, are you ready for this, Rich? Norman Reedus is reportedly in talks for a Ghost Rider role. Yes, I have never been more happy. I am so happy right now, Rich. You know, you could just knock me down with a feather. Um, do you see Norman Reedus, Daryl from Walking Dead, playing Ghost Rider, the writer? Not really. Oh, come on. I mean, not 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 unless he's not. Well, if no, 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 no. If you're talking, do I see Norman Reedus as yeah. Ghost Rider? No, no. Why? Because he's far too quiet and like dour. But Ghost Rider's kind of brooding. The, you know, he's... really. It depends on. No, 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 no. I think uh, Johnny Blaze is a little bit more charismatic than Norman Reedus. 
Right. Well, uh, like he is a well. Bit... Sorry, not not Norman Reedus, but um, the character he plays in Daryl. Um, Daryl. Daryl. Yeah. Uh, like if you're talking about Norman Reedus from like Blade, mm. Blade Two, yes, where he's a little bit more energetic, you know, a little bit more vibrant. Because yeah. again, I mean, Johnny Blaze, he's a fucking stunt guy, bro. Like he yeah. he lives off adrenaline. You know, he's a bit of an adrenaline junkie. I just don't see him being quiet and sour and dour and all that sort of stuff and all that so i don't know if he'd be my i don't know if he'd be my my um my first pick i'm a big big norman readers fan and i'm i'm feeling it big time but uh i am a died in the wool um norman readers fan from way back he, I, he's always been big for me very big really so, oh yeah i love norman readers man yeah. I think well, hang on. I, I'm sorry. I'm really not super familiar with him. I mean, other than Blade 2 and Walking Dead, I actually don't even know what he's done in between that. Well, that's what mostly what he's done. He's got a car. He's got a, um, a motorcycle show as well. He also was the guy behind that uh, Death Walking game, you know, or Death Stranding, whatever it was called. You know, he did the... It was pretty terrible. It was pretty terrible. Did the mocaps for that. But I know him from, from Walking Dead, like fucking 10, 12 seasons. Hell, whatever we're up to now, I forgot, I've lost count. Um, yeah, Daryl, bring it, my favourite character. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've said to Michelle, if Daryl dies, I'm out. That's it. If Daryl, I said, if, I, I'll say, I, during a show, if he's in any danger, I always say, if Daryl dies, I'm out. That's it. And she's like, he's not going to die, Dave. It's, it's, it's going to happen at some point. Maybe. Yeah, but maybe the last episode of the last show, you know? Well, I don't know. Here's the thing. If you want the show to go longer, right? Um, I kind of feel at some point you have to, if you want the stakes to matter again, you've got to kill off someone. They've um, killed off plenty of people. Are you fucking kidding? Walking Dead? No, no, no. But I'm saying he's such a popular character. Like, if you were to kill him off, basically what you're saying to people is no one is safe. You need to keep watching because you don't, you literally don't know who we're going to kill. Well, we, we know that they're spinning off a show with Daryl and um, the, the The Korean guy was pretty popular and they killed him. Yeah. And he okay. actually went on much longer in the comics. No, Daryl's never been in the comics ever. Daryl Dixon has never been in no, the comics. No, 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 no. I, I'm not talking about Daryl. I'm, I'm saying, I'm using the comics as a reference. The popular character in the comics was the, the, the guy who was playing the Korean Glenn. guy. Glenn, yeah, Glenn. Right, Glenn. He lasted long in the comics, but yeah. in the show, mm. they killed him at the point where um, that's episode season I think, five or six. I, I think they seven. killed him earlier or something like that. Or even, he was popular in the comics and they still killed him off in the comics is my point. Sorry. Yeah, they, The yeah, Korean guy he was right. super popular and they killed him in the comics and everyone was shocked by that. So my point is, if you want to replicate that same shock, you kill your most popular character and people would be like, what? And you'd be talking about it and people would be like, you know, the message boards would be firing up and shit. So I, I would be very unhappy if that happened, man. Very, very unhappy. Very unhappy Dave on their hands if that happened, man. I've, I've, now, now, I've got a... Now, here, here, I'm going to give you a bit of... I'm, I'm going to give you a choice. Sure. Go far away. Uh, Norman Reedus as uh, Johnny Blaze uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah. Or uh, what's his name? Jensen Ackles. Uh, for, to, play the, to play the rider? Johnny Blaze, yeah. Uh, between the two of them? Oh, probably slightly Jensen Ackles. Dean from Supernatural. I just think, I, I, yeah, I just think he's got a little bit more charisma for the Johnny Blaze. Part. Yeah, 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 but, but both are pretty strong candidates. Um, two very different performers. Two very different performers. Like Norman Reedus would take a darker, I think. Uh, I like Norman Reedus. I, I, you know, and 
I think I think both of those guys could do a really good job with the writer, and I think it would be a real feather in their caps too because. I'd be very successful actors in TV, but it would be a, a chance to transition to a film role. I think either one of them would be good, and it'd be two very distinct performances. So I don't really want to give, I, I don't want it, you, I don't want listeners to think that I'm bagging out Norman Reedus. I, I actually think that's a very that's two very distinct casting choices, but both could be very strong. Um, basically, yeah, good, good. Uh, I like the fifty-fifty nature, Rich. Actually, you know what? I've got a, even another one for you. I don't actually know his name, but the. Um... The, I think he's an English actor who was in the Sons of Anarchy. Uh, I'm familiar with the show. Which one? The the guy, uh, which 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 actor? I think he played the main character, the blonde guy. Oh, him? Yeah, um, yeah. No, he'd be good too. Yeah, Charlie Hoffman. Uh, but I would put him. I would put him below those other two. I'd prefer to see. But I'm saying he he looks a lot like to me. He looks a lot like Johnny Blaze. Like from the sun. Yeah, Charlie Hoffman sometimes just sleepwalks through roles, though. I've seen him in some roles where he just really sleepwalks through a role. Um, he, but in the gentleman. Yeah, no, he's he's good. I, I quite like him. So yeah, no, I would um, I, I would see potential with him as well for sure. Um, they're the kind of names I hope they're tossing around for the writer because the writer's a big move, man. You've got to get someone right. Now speaking of sorry, casting, I'm, I'm not sorry for me. I th- I'm not thinking of it as the ghostwriter. I'm thinking of it as Johnny Blaze. I'm trying to do like the perfect. Casting for Johnny Blaze. How about me? I mean, the ghostwriter is just going to be CGI. How about me to play the rider? (laughs) CGI flaming skull on me. You you definitely won't be doing your own stunts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, speaking of casting news, this came to me today from out on the computer. Jonah Hill is to play Jerry Garcia in Martin Scorsese-directed Grateful Dead pick for Apple. So Jerry Garcia played by Jonah Hill. What do you think, Rich? Um, Are you familiar with the Grateful Dead? You know I'm a big fan. Yeah, um, Journey Hill. Hmm. Interesting choice. Not something mm, I would have. Yeah, I mean he's always the goofy guy, isn't he? Pretty much in almost anything he plays. Generally, but he has done a few more comedic, uh, no, no, serious roles in his time. But he does mm, lean. I, on I his haven't com- seen them. He does lean on his comedy a lot. You are you are correct there, Jerry Garcia. I mean, everyone on Signal knows I love Jerry Garcia. Um, I mean, honestly, one of the most brilliant artists um, that pop or rock music has ever seen. Um, a big guy with a big heart, a big appetite, um, humorous, lovely smile, uh, a, a very warm soul. Um, Jonah Hill, he's dropped a lot of weight. Always funnier when he was fatter. You know, would you agree, Rich? No, I've never found him funny. Um, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just trying to picture it in my head. I mean, I guess I could, I guess I technically could see it. Yes. Like if you're just talking about visually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I get, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, you're not going to get someone who looks exactly like him, but I mean, I think I've seen Jonah here with a beard. Yeah. Well, Jerry Garcia has got um, that big beard, wearing the sunglasses, wearing the aviators, you know, in his black t-shirt strumming yeah. along. Um, touch of grey. Look, if, if, if you tell me that he can, if you tell Truck me that he in. can act, then then yeah, it's probably a good choice then. Oh, Trucking across the USA. Trucking. <laughs> uh, Casey Jones uh, on a train, high on cocaine. Um, How yeah. do you feel about it being a Jerry Garcia fan? Not particularly feeling it. I almost like what what I'm going to say next. I put. Jerry Garcia, 
I, I almost struggle to see anybody play him but Jerry Garcia, like Bob Dylan. I, I, I don't see someone... Maybe visually with Jerry Garcia you can get there because of the weight, you can give him a beard, you can give him props with Jerry Garcia. Like, it's you could, you could get Jimmy Fallon probably to look like Jerry Garcia with the, with the props, you know, and, and pump him out, give him a fat suit, give him, give him a white beard, give him the glasses. There's enough props you could probably do yeah, it. But, I mean, look, but, but look, to be fair, though, I mean, no actor, I mean, the only time I can think of a, a casting that was pretty good was Will Smith as Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he, he captured that pretty well, and he, and he, he had a bit of the same look. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, the guy that played Mer uh, Freddie Mercury, to me, didn't look anything like uh, Freddie Mercury. He and played obviously, the role well, uh, well, what's that guy's name? Joel Edgerton or what or something? He hmm. didn't, to me, he didn't look like anything like... Um, but how did Joel Edgerton do in... Um, is that his name? Uh, I mean, is it? I think it's... Is, is it, I'm not sure. Something what Edgerton, whatever, where yeah. he played uh, Elton John. Yeah, I know, the, I know the guy you're talking about, yeah. I haven't you know seen I mean? that movie. Like, I haven't seen that movie. The guy who played Freddie Mercury, I thought did a wonderful job though in the film. I thought he was great. No, he may have done a good job, but my point is when I look at him, I it to me it doesn't look that much like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Like he's much shorter than Freddie Mercury actually was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's a bit smaller. Freddie Mercury is actually quite a a, a big guy. Yeah. You know, um a yeah. tall uh, you know, big mustache, big frame, big you frame. Know. So so look, I mean you're, as I said, you're more the Garcia fan than I am. I love, so. I love Jerry Garcia with a like Jerry Garcia, the great for better, very close to my heart. Um, I, I, I hope with Martin Scorsese attached and Jonah Hill, I, I, I he has got talent. What I'm hoping they do is they play the actual songs. I don't want one of those documents. I assume if Scorsese is attached, they've got the rights to the songs. And they can play them because that's really the soul of the Grateful Dead, you know. Um, Didn't they get uh, what's his name to sing the um, Johnny Cash stuff? Yeah, I Joaquin think Phoenix. So. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, and there there wasn't tons of it, but he did sing it. Yeah, um, but I almost I don't know. Like the dead are their own beast, you know. And, and like it's not just Jerry. A movie about Jerry is going to have to feature all the members of the Grateful Dead, like Phil Lesh, Robert Weir, Bob Weir. You know, Mickey. Um, if you if you want really? another fat guy to play Jerry Garcia, maybe um, James Corden. Fuck off. No thanks. <laughs> Look, Jonah Hill's dropped a lot of weight. Jonah Hill's not fat anymore. He's not fat. He's he's lost a lot of weight. Uh, Jerry was a big oh, guy. Wait, wait, wait. What about that? Uh, what about that big guy from uh, Lost? <laughs> Fuck no. That fucking loser. No. No thanks. He could look. He could look like him. He he could look like him, but like he wouldn't get Jerry. He wouldn't get Jerry. Jerry was a deep soul. He was a deep soul, and he needs a deep performance for for Jerry. Like I, I watch Jerry uh, on YouTube all the time, and like when he's got the big joint, and he like he puffs on it, and then he comes back and starts playing his songs. Like maybe maybe this is just the role that he needs, man. Maybe this is just the role that will get him at the Oscar. You know? Yeah. Uh, and people take him seriously. Casey Jones. Driving a train. Driving a train. Hi, I'm cocaine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Touch a grave, but I don't care. Yeah, what a what a fucking band the Grateful Dead were, man. Like, God bless Jerry. Really. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. if and, and frankly, if you want to see a good documentary 
um, A Long Strange Trip on Amazon about The Grateful Dead. It's it's a beautiful documentary. Um, beautiful, beautiful documentary about a really great band that, that, that really had music to suit the soul. And, and Jerry was as talented as they come, really was. And his loss in 95, you know, we're still recovering from that. You know, he was huge. Um, anyway, yeah, let's just bring the mood right down. But like Jonah Hill, big shoes to fill. Jonah Hill, big shoes to fill.
Spider-Man, Vincent D'Onofrio insists he's no, a part of the No Way Home's cast. He squashed rumours, the Kingpin, squashed, like just like the Kingpin would, actually, squashed rumours that Wilson Fisk will return for Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, feels like there's a lot of villains there already. Maybe they don't need Kingpin this time. I just want to see Kingpin done right one day. Oh, he was pretty good in The Punisher. No, no he came off as like no. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought he made the Kingpin look like he had like Down syndrome or something. In <laughs> in Daredevil, I'm going to be honest with you. He kind of looked a bit like. Uh, um, <laughs> but I mean, when I say done right, I mean like the size. Right. Okay. Like I don't. I don't massive. care. If they, I don't care if they're going to do CGI. Yeah. Like a combination of like a fat suit and CGI. Yeah. Or or so. I just want to see a fucking big Kingpin in a movie. Man. Yeah, I just yeah. want to see that. Fucking lardy guy. He is this, massive in know, the comics, dude. Like he's bigger than most oh, humans could be, you know. He's like bigger than the Hulk sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's fucking huge. I just want to see that guy in the movie. Mm, fair enough. Um, now Activision has issued an apology after insensitive references to the Muslim community were included in a Call of Duty Vanguard zombies map. That's actually quite you know. I was gonna say quite funny, but I guess for um, the Muslim community it wasn't funny. It was it was a sad day, um, but you know what can they do? At the end of the day, you know some diehards are playing Call of Duty, the zombies map, and some hijinks happen, man. You know what I'm saying? Out there on the road, it happens. Out there on the road, man, there's, a lot, of, a lot of shit goes down. There's 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 no nuance anymore, is there? Sure, but what are you being like? Um, yeah. No, but I mean, like, you're doing a video game about soldiers, right? Yeah. So, well, guess what? Some of them are going to be insensitive. <laughs> sure. Some of them are going to say insensitive things or have insensitive views. Like, yeah. you shouldn't shy away from that. I mean, you should be allowed to have a character because it's not, it's the character speaking. You know what I mean? You're yeah. trying to give it a real world yeah, I know, but they, feel they, they of, try, of they're, characters. They're trying to get, you know, exactly. But they're trying to round down the edges, man. You know, You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's but, my point. We're going to round down the edges of everything. That there's going to be no fucking points left. There'll be no, no edge left. The, the only edge left will be by if you buy the Demon series. Buy the Demon series, kids. Subliminally, <laughs> um, with over three thousand user scores, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, currently has a zero point four user score total. With most fans complaining about bugs, visual issues, and an overall poor performance. Um, Rich, it wasn't. The dream that I had visualized. Perhaps it was the dream I was promised, but it wasn't what I'd hoped for. I thought they were going to remake the whole thing. I said this to you, and you said, "Davy, you are all wrong. It's going to be a remaster." And you were right, Rich. How does it feel? As I said, Dave, I'm right all the time that I don't feel any different. Yeah. Okay. So you're just used to the feeling. Um, yeah. I just look, feel like me. <laughs> it's it, it. Look. I don't mind it, but like, yeah, it's like coming off Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's pretty hard, you know, like to get back to that level. Maybe I'll get back there and put some time in this weekend. I still enjoy the game, but um, I think they could have at least got the graphics to GTA Four level, you know. But they didn't. Yeah. Look, I mean, uh, the, the, see, the, the the issue that we're always going to have, right, yeah. is people who are fans of those games have been playing them on their PCs and all that for years. Yeah. So this is not going to serve them. They might get some people like, oh, I never played it. And they'll put it in, but then they'll kind of be like, ah, it's a bit ugly. Well, because I do, put it this way, I do sometimes find it easier to play an old 
game mm. that looks like a potato if I've played it before. Yeah. Because then I'm I'm drawing upon my my feeling and memory and history of it. Yeah. But if I have no history, or whatever, sometimes it is hard to get past like the dated graphics or gameplay or yeah, you know, because you have to remember like sometimes when you play a game and they've changed say the combat or the mechanics of the game throughout the years, and then you go back and play it, you almost go, oh my god, I used to play this back in the day, or yeah, man, these controls are really weird. So it was always going to be a it was always going to be a hard, it was always going to be a hard sell. I think at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I, I I tend to agree, and like you know, I'm part of the problem because I came in, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's really kind of dated, like, and my memory of it was quite different to what it was. Like, I had GTA Three on my PC, and I'm like, wow, this doesn't feel like the same game. But I was a different person, and my expectations were all different. You know, it was a different time. Um, so who knows? But now I've got some big news. Rich, are you ready for some of the biggest news I've ever on Signal? An advanced, wow, okay. an advanced civilization could have ruled Earth millions of years ago, says the Salarian hypothesis. We're talking about ancient civilizations existing around the time of the dinosaurs or after, but before the Ice Age, Rich. And they could have had a whole... These scientists have put this paper together saying it's quite possible that this could have actually been the case. And they're calling it the Salarian hypothesis after the Doctor Who episodes, which featured this exact scenario. Um, with the Salarians back in the days of the dinosaurs, had an advanced society. Obviously fictional, in quotes, fictional, in quotes. Um, my mind was going crazy, Rich. Uh, so not aliens, but former denizens of this very planet, Richard. What do you say? It's fiction, right? This is all fiction you're talking about. No. There's a new book that's coming out? No, it's a, no, it's a scientific study that they've done. Uh, I think these scientists need to stop reading so much fucking sci-fi and actually do some science. <laughs> uh, when I first read it, I read it early one morning and I thought, wow, have they really stumbled on it? And then it was, I read it a bit closer and I was like, oh no, this is just a study. Can I just say that every single fucking thing you bring <laughs> is a hypothesis, a theory, whatever. You literally bring no proof, Dave. <laughs> Well, this was a scientific study that was done on the topic. You know? No, it's not. <laughs> How? How is it a scientific study? It was a scientific what study. Did they... It was a what scientific did they study? study? The, the, the chances of it happening and stuff like that. No, and like, what, no. what did they study? I don't know. I, don't, I, I didn't read the study. I'd like to get my hands on some of these studies, just like I'd like to get my hands on the alien stuff. Like... I need. We need yeah. to get guys who are getting access to these documents because they've got to be released to the public at some point. It... Dave, you know why you're not getting your hands on the on the studies? No, because they're not real. <laughs> it's all fake, made up bullshit. <laughs> well, supposedly they did a study. I don't know. Um... <laughs> you can't do a study on something that doesn't exist, Dave. Yeah, they're studying the possibility. Like they have a hypothesis. No, bullshit. You they, can't study the possibility, They mate. do. They have a hypothesis, and then they set out to prove no. it. That's what they do. It's like no, the, that's the that's study. terrible. Anyway. That's terrible. I'm loving it. Do, do you really? You never. Uh, can I, you know what? That is Apparently, that's a fallacy, or that's a mistake that you should do. You should never, ever start with a hypothesis. But that's what all the scientific studies do. They have no, hypotheses. no, 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 no. When you start with, like, say, an hypothesis, right? Oh. What you tend to find is you're working backwards, and so you look for things that fit your hypothesis. Yeah. 
and therefore you can get the wrong results because you're trying to get the results to to yeah, um, yeah. fit your hypothesis. Sure, but or, that's the scientific or to fit your claim. That, that's what they do in these studies, no, though, man. No, 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 Dave. Wait until you actually find a long lost fucking civilization underground, then study it and release a hypothesis. Yeah, I guess, I guess, man. But like, I think, I think the scientists think a bit differently, man. They go, they have to deal in theor- no. theoretical concepts, stuff like Fuck that. Off. They, they, you know what? Get, take, give, give, get their money back. <laughs> I want, take, get, get back their grants. I if want they the just study. sitting around smoking some fucking reefer going oh my god wouldn't it be cool if there was an underground city we should write a paper saying it's possible fuck off take their money back <laughs> well i i like it i i want the study i mean you, you you're going about take the money back i want the study dave what's not to like i've read so many novels with the same fucking hypothesis yeah, but like, but now we're getting into the real research on the matter, Rich. This is the difference. No. Oh, I, if you were here, I would slap you. Down. <laughs> I, all I want, Richard, if you wanted to please me, you could get your the hands on the fact that you study. called it real research is baffling to me, Dave. What I want, what I want, and then putting this out to Richard, I'm putting this out to Signal listeners. Get me the fucking study and just email it to me so I can read it. That's what I want. I, 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 I'm sick of the fucking media reporting on it i want the study i want to read the whole study there's no study there is i think there is man i actually think that they went and did an actual study i really believe that that's actually what happened so somewhere look we'll put it in i'm I'm putting it into google solarian solarian hypothesis no solarian solarian study yeah solarian study let's see if this comes up with anything History of the study. Oh, it's all bullshit, unfortunately. Um, yeah, this isn't giving me what I want. The Solarian hypothesis. So there's there there is stuff on the internet about it, but I want the actual study that we're talking about now. Um, but you know that's gonna that's gonna take someone. Maybe if you contact the university, would they would they give you the study? If I said, "Oh, hi, I'm David from Signal and Doom." I'd really like to uh, get the study that this scientist has done. Uh, is it for free? Like, do you have to pay? Like, what's this, what's the story with these studies, Rich? Like, the story is they don't exist. You you think it's just fake news about the study itself, just like cheap media? It's just, it's, it's just bullshit. It's them Clickbait. them trying to um, it's, it's them trying to um, uh, qualify their grant money. Yeah, yeah, but there still has to be a study. That's what I'm saying. Like. That, like, it, they have to produce a paper. I want that paper. Yeah. But that's my point, Dave. If they can just sit around and go, you know what? I think it could be possible that there was ancient civilizations. Oh. That's not a study. Wow. Yes, it's a theory. It's a hypothesis. But that's literally all it is. I have, I have a million of those a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but, I, but I'd like to. Um do you think, like, just to wrap this topic up with a boat, do you think we'll get access to time travel technology so we can actually test out some of these theories, Rich? Will that ever happen? No. no. If, if time travel was real and if it was a thing, it ain't coming to the common man. No. Okay. Yeah, all right. Um, speaking of the common man, Ridley Scott takes aim at superhero movies, and this was his quote, which was quite amusing. Almost always the best films are driven by characters – and we'll come to superheroes after this if you want, because I'll crush it. I'll fucking crush it. They're fucking boring as shit. 
Their scripts are not any fucking good. I think I've done three great scripted superhero movies. One would be Alien with Sigourney Weaver. One would be fucking Gladiator. And one would be Harrison Ford. They're superhero movies. So why don't the superhero movies have better stories? Sorry, I got off the rail, but I mean, come on. They're mostly saved by special effects, and that's becoming boring for anyone who works with special effects if you've got the money. There you go. Bang. What do you say to that, Rich? Uh, you should be very careful about throwing stones. <laughs> I I don't think he's 100% wrong, though. This is like with Scorsese. I think the points they're making are somewhat correct, you know, in a lot of ways. Like Marvel follow a formula. I, I don't necessarily think they're pushing boundaries, you know, at all. Uh, no, uh, I don't believe they're pushing boundaries, but if you're telling me that the Marvel movies are not character driven, then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Good point, Reg. Strong point. I'm sorry. I, you, you can turn around and say that, look, it's got a lot of flashy shit in it and, and, you know, and, and stuff, but I mean, that's the genre. Yeah. The genre is guys in spandex throwing shields and... Yeah. You know, uni beams from their chest and shit. But at the end of the day, the thing that moves that story along is character. Mm. Uh, the growth of, of Tony Stark mm. from the first Iron Man movie to the last Iron Man movie, you can literally map out his growth mm. Mm. Uh, in, in the thing. Same with Steve Rogers. Uh, you can see his, his growth from this naive, idealistic... Yeah, character to someone who starts questioning things, yeah. and maybe starts thinking for himself a little bit, mm. um, you know, and even goes against the government, you know, the government and 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 his friends because of what he believes in. And like, That's I'm sorry, but yes, okay, are all of them great? No, of course not. But guess what, really, not every fucking movie you've made <laughs> is great either. Yeah, you've mentioned your good ones, but please, buddy, you've also done some shitty ones. Let us not forget those. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. What was the what was the what was the terrible prequel movie that he did for Alien? Prometheus. Prometheus, fucking horrible. I don't mind it. And Alien. No, Covenant. but there's no no no, bro. That movie has got no character in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. There's no character in that. There is no Sigourney Weaver character in that. This that, that movie is dull and fucking boring. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Like, I agree with him that there's a lot of them now. Yeah. Probably maybe a bit too much. We've probably been oversaturated. I would definitely agree with that. And I think even Marvel should probably slow down mm. uh, a, a little bit because you will get massive... You're going to basically kill the golden goose Yeah. Um, early. But to turn around and say that the superhero movies have no character, they're not about character, is literally what they're all about. No, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I just think there's a kernel of truth to some of the stuff that him and Scorsese are saying. But... You know, like, at the end of the day, like, they're from an older school, you know, like, and they don't like these visually driven movies too too much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is so funny because Monus says he did a massively heavily CGI movie, The um, the Irishman, wasn't it? Yeah, The Irishman with the de-age. Like, um, all the de-aging technology and all yeah. that sort of shit. So, you know, uh, you know, don't bag it till you try it. And Ridley Scott's also done movies with... Special effects in it. I mean, Prometheus, for fuck's sake, had tons of special effects. And Alien. Should I disregard his movie? Because, well, Alien is a bit more practical. I mean, you barely see the Alien. But Prometheus is heavily CGI. No, but Alien Covenant was the sequel to Prometheus. It was the second one he did. 
You know what I Whichever. mean? Whichever. They were both. They were all shit. All yeah. those. All those uh, Prometheus and whatever, whatever. They're all shit. Yeah, I know. Um, now, and also, by the way, as I said, heavily special effects. <laughs> yes. Now, Ridley Scott also says the Gladiator Two script is already written. Uh, reveals a sequel, uh, continuing the story of Rome and Commodus's legacy. So that would be interesting. Um, I'd be I'd be down for a sequel to Gladiator. Uh, weird that you'd call it Gladiator Two, considering Russell Crowe died. But um, you know, that's my point. Why uh, that that's a that's a complete story. I don't understand why you'd need a sequel. I don't know. Now, Blade Trinity director on Wesley Snipes' choking incident. We're not friends anymore. David Goya gives an oblique answer when asked about the allegations that Wesley Snipes choked him on the set of the film. Um, he says we're we're not friends anymore. Um, and you know, interesting, interesting you time. We never were friends. No, yeah. <laughs> well, Wesley was you know lost in a hall of mirrors back in those days. Um, David Hayter took to Twitter to condemn reports that he had confirmed a Daredevil reboot, saying he has no inside information whatsoever. There was some stuff uh, here, you know. I think people online... You see, this is my point. I think people need to stop um, looking so much into things. Like, someone could... He, he could have just said on Twitter or, or social media, like, man, uh, I heard that there was a, possibly a Daredevil reboot, and then everyone's like, oh, David Hayter says there's a yeah. Daredevil reboot or something like that. It's like, I think everyone just needs to calm down with... Um, Take a chill pill. Reading too much online. Yeah, just take a chill pill. Like everyone, everyone's speculating and reporting stuff or hearsay or rumors on the internet, and like everyone literally takes it as gospel for some reason. Mm, I know. Well, there's just a lot of um, there's just a lot of hunger out there for the news, man. You know, and 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 we we, and we follow the news. We, we break news. We've broken news on the show oh. before. Speaking of David Hayter, um, he uh, so I used to play uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic, the MMO. Mm. Uh, and my character was voiced by David Hayter, the Jedi Knight. Really? It was really cool. Is he the guy who was in Stranger Things? Is that the guy? I don't know. I didn't watch Stranger Things. He was, uh, he was the voice of Solid Snake oh, okay. uh, before they kicked him out and they brought in um, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Was he Hellboy in the Hellboy reboot? Is that the guy I'm thinking of? Or someone else? Oh, David Hayter's a writer slash voice actor. I'm thinking of David Harbour or Arbour. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, no, that guy's a, that guy's a fuckwit. Yeah, he's a fuckwit. I totally agree. And that's who I was thinking it was. Um, there's a thing here about Wall Street Journal report dealing CEO Bobby Kotick's knowledge of sexual misconduct allegations at Activision Blizzard. Employees are staging a walkout demanding that Kotick resign or be replaced. Um, so a bit of Me Too scandal catching up with him. Um, and Rich, you'll be happy to know that YouTube have backflipped on the controversial dislike removal announcement. Um, you were saying last week, I think it was, that they removed the dislikes. Well, now the dislikes are back. There you go, Rich. You happy that you, you know, maybe you're part of the the, the pushback? Uh, where do you see that? I just came across it in my new searches and just, uh, yeah, just put it into the show. It was just on Facebook. Somewhere. I haven't seen any. I know people are protesting it, but um, I I don't ever recall them saying that they are backflipping though. Well, I'm just I'm just I don't know. You you'd have to look into it more. I just saw it on Facebook and I put it into the show notes. Um, because I've been following that story and I haven't come across them doing this. Well, maybe I've broken the news for you, Rich. Maybe I've broken some news for you right now, fresh on Signal. That's what I love to do. That's what Lois does. She lives for the news. Well I, hope, well, I hope you are correct and you've broken it. Otherwise, you're going to have to do a retraction next 
I won't be retracting. I got it from other sources, man. You know what I'm saying? Is oh, this... no, 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 no. If you didn't verify your sources, I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> but a lot of my stuff is back channels. Like, it's it's in restaurants. It's under the table transactions. Like, it, it's kind of more like spy game with me, you know, how, how I collect sources. Now, uh, Sony reportedly cut production plans for the PS5 by around 1 million consoles due to component shortages and logistic constraints. Um, so this sad story of how difficult it is to get a new play- PS5 or a new Xbox, it's so weird to me how, how it's just become so hard. For, for I would have thought a rollout of a console by now would be relatively painless. It's just so weird to me, Rich. Now, can I be honest with you? I'm not. I don't know if I buy this chip shortage shit. Like honestly, like because they've been saying that now for what feels like two years. I know that's what I'm saying. It's 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 just dragged on and on. But there's definitely demand for them. Like there is a demand for these things. Like so, why is it so scarce? Well, you know what? I think it's actually a, a clever way of maybe not uh, overproducing. Yeah. Right. So you know what I mean, then? you keep the you keep the demand high, mm. and you just you keep like you know putting it out, putting it out a little bit, a little bit, but you never have to overproduce and then be stuck with, you know, a, a couple of thousand or something you can't sell or takes forever to move or something like that. I don't know. That's you know, I've, I'm always very cynical about that sort of stuff, but um, but there is a lot of demand. Like be, they sell out as soon the, as they make them. Could be the plan. But they, but they sell out as soon as they make them. So like, if they could produce more, they would sell more. Like they would make no, no, no but remember that, yeah, but you, uh, Nintendo likes to do that as well. Mm. Like, I, I feel like maybe they're taking a leaf out and like Nintendo is always the demand is always high, and yet Nintendo never, ever, ever overproduces. Mm. You're yeah, like, whenever right. they got something, they always sell out, and you've got to wait for more, and then they come in and they sell out, and you've got to wait for more, and you got to wait. So, you basically keep that the you keep the demand high, but the stock low, yeah, and so the hype stays high. Yeah, exactly. Because if people are, if people can't get it anywhere else, or they wait in, you've got them, and they just wait in, and then you can take it. You know, you know. Because I don't know. Maybe it comes down to cost and all that sort of stuff. But I just, I don't believe that you cannot get a, an Xbox or a PS Five, and that there's this massive chip shortage. Because then I'm like, well, then fucking come up with an alternative. Like, yeah, source something somewhere. But you got to come up with some fucking alternative because. Yeah. I don't even know when's the last time I've seen an Xbox or a PlayStation in stock anywhere. Have you bought one of the new Xboxes or PS5s? You don't know that. No. There's, there's been nothing in stock, and I'm not going to go on eBay and pay the fucking uh, prices. At something, oh, you know, yeah. Those hawkers oh, yeah. If I hadn't got one through my mate, I wouldn't have got a PS5. It was just I just got lucky that my mate had one. Um, yeah, now... Uh, Disney Plus, you alluded to it before, is in a heated debate over allowing more adult content to the service rather than keeping all the media PG. Uh, source told the publication that Bob Chapek, CEO of the Walt Disney Company and former CEO and current executive of the board, Bob Iger, have different ideas for the streaming service. Chapek reportedly wants to grow the type of content on the site following Netflix's model of constantly generating new media, while Igor wants a platform to keep its more niche approach. Uh, this heated discussion has to do with subscribers as allowing more adult content on the platform is a sure way to increase subscriptions. Uh, when Disney initially launched uh, Disney Plus, it combined content from the likes of Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic. Uh, however, there was, an, there was a lack of adult content on the site. They've now got stars on there as well, which has given them more thing. I mean, I, I think they need to, to open it up more. They need to... The more content you can get on the streaming services, the better. 
yeah, and I mean, the smart thing is to just do what Netflix does, right? So Netflix allows you to create profiles. Yeah. So you can create an adult profile and a kid's profile. Which you can right? also or they can Plus. make it. They can actually make a kid's profile for you and say, "This is the kid's profile where all the Disney movies are and all the PG shit, all the all this sort of stuff is." And if you, when you create your own profile, you can say, "Yes, I want the adult content." Then you can put a, a pin on it so that your kid can't access the adult profile. You, you can I mean, literally so do that simple. now. I mean, you can literally I mean, do that now on Disney because they have stars, so that does have. No, no, no. No, but that's my point. It's like, I don't understand this argument of mm. not wanting to put adult stuff because it's like, I don't understand. Like, well, yeah. why do you want to keep a niche? You can't grow. Know. Yeah, I know. Because once you've watched all the Disney movies, what else is there to watch? Exactly. Totally agree, Richard. Um, speaking more of Disney, Patty Jenkins' Star Wars films have been shelved, according to your report, as well as Ryan Jensen's, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars film, or Star Wars trilogy, which I think he was planning. Um, you pronounce his first. You pronounce his first name wrong, hey? What? It's Ruben. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm not really missing either of this. I mean, her Rogue Squadron thing. She can't get that together. She can't get that together. And I don't think anyone was looking forward to Ryan Johnson's trilogy, really, outside of Ryan Johnson. His immediate family, maybe. <laughs> yeah, his immediate yeah. fucking family. Um, yeah. So goodbye to those. And to wrap up the news, which has been epic this week, in Miles Morales Spider-Man 32, Marvel's young web-slinger is informed he can no longer legally use the iconic mantle of his predecessor. He can't use the tag Spider-Man. Um, Yay. Yep. So I don't know what... Well, I think... can, I be, can, can I be honest with you? I feel like he should have been called Spider-Boy from the start. He's called something different in some of the cartoons. Um, he's, he's got a different name. Um, it's, I I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a little spin. It's like a little spin on the name. There's a new what if series where he, um, replaces Captain America, by the way, Miles Morales. (laughs) Um, Miles Morales, it's called like spider something. Um, but I'm not sure what, what it's actually called. Do you know what I just, I, I just, I can't wrap my, I, I, I do not understand how you can be a company who wants to make money, right? Mm. And yet you will not write off characters mm. that don't make you money. Like back in the day, if Hawk and Dove, right? So mm. they relaunched Hawk and Dove with um, uh, uh, Hank and um, Dawn. Mm. Right, uh, and at some point they cancel it, and the characters just weren't really popular, and then they just kind of like disappear, or you know, uh, become background characters. Oh. Um, you know, there's been the Ray, uh, Damage. There's just there's tons of characters that just they either kill them off or they just quietly push them to the background. Sure, but Miles Morales is pretty popular. He's not. He's not. You know, he's is doing he? well. Yeah, is he? Dude, Miles Morales is, like, if you look on Disney+, Plus, he's all through the animated stuff, he's got the game, he's got Into the Spider-Verse, like, he's pretty popular. I'm not saying he's not in stuff, I'm just trying to say whether or not he's actually as popular as they want you to believe. Well, I think he's got some popularity. Look, I mean, he's nowhere near the Spider-Man. Peter Parker. I know, but his game didn't sell the same amount as the Spider-Man game. Yeah, he's not as popular as Spider-Man. He, don't get me wrong. He's yeah, not, yeah. But he, he is a decent... He's not a character that's going to get cancelled due to low popularity. 
Um, yeah, but that's my point. We've, there are so many characters today, mm. whether it be Miss Marvel, Miles Morales, whatever, like mm. Ironheart, whatever. There's just so many fucking characters. They just they refuse mm. to say that they're wrong or that, you know, that they should move on. Yeah. Create a new character. Try something else. I'm amazed at a company that wants to make money, refuse to admit that they're wrong about something, and will just continue to push it even though it makes no sales or, like, has low sales. No, I hear you, man. It's baffling to me. Yeah, I hear you, dude. Well, I mean, it is what it is, man. What, what can you do? At the end of the day, sometimes you've just got to put your hands in the air and, and take the fucking shot. Uh, it's Weekly Comics, Rich. Uh, we, we've only got three comics this week. Um, first one was Venom 1 by Al Ewing. Now, I want to say this. I do think this has got some interesting ideas, for sure. And I thought the art was excellent by Brian Hitch. But I guess I was baffled, because I haven't got to the end of Donny Cates' run, I was baffled by what you described almost as Green Lantern with Venom. And I would say a bad Green Lantern, like as in poor, not, not bad as in evil, but poor quality kind of... It was just weird. Like, I was just like, is this Venom now? And the kid seemed to be older than he was in the Donny Cates comics. Maybe I'm misremembering that, but it seemed like the kid had grown up, you know? I don't know. I just... Uh, I'm like, eh. You know, it wasn't great. Interesting ideas. Al Ewing's a good writer. But I just wasn't convinced that this whole... I just... I. I think the setup of it, I didn't like it in itself. I thought the artwork was good. I liked some of the stuff they were doing. But now that Dylan's going to be Venom and Eddie's dead or he's in some mystical fucking far future or past or something, it, there was a lot of stuff thrown at the wall in this comic. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm pretty sure I preferred Venom back in the day, the original Venom, to this. Um, six out of ten for me. What did you think, Rich? Uh, it's definitely not as good as the Donny Kate stuff, and mm. I'm not saying the Donny Kate stuff is super amazing, but it's definitely not as good as that. Mm. Um, I'm I'm a fan of Brian Hitch, but I don't think his style suits a Venom book. Mm -hmm. If I'm being honest, um, yes, the kid did massively age. I think in the Donny Kate's when he's like maybe eleven. Yeah, yeah, and, he was, and in this one, he's, he he looks like he's sixteen. Yeah. You know, it's like he's aged four or five years in oh. the space of one year or something like that. It's really weird. Um, also, I don't like... So now, obviously, the, the, the Venom, the symbiote Venom has now latched onto the kid because yeah. Eddie's trapped in time or something like that. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, he has chains on his wrists, which I don't like. I don't know why. It just it bothers me. Who does? For some reason. That... Venom. Right. Does he? Like he's almost like he's got bracelets on. It's like it's it's chain bracelets. It's really weird. I don't like it. Um and yeah, the the whole thing about like so Eddie now can just send his consciousness into any symbiote. Yeah. And he in and he controls yeah. him almost like a Green Lantern force going through the galaxy um helping the galaxy like like a like a Green Lantern Corps. It's just, it's really bizarre. I, I must be honest, I just miss basic, simple mm. Venom. <laughs> this whole cosmic and God shit and uh, void. I'm just like, oh my God, it's so unnecessary, convoluted. Totally. And right. then, like, the whole, you know, it's so much. That's the. I think my issue with comics is they're around for so long, there's just so much retconning. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? And I kind of feel like I feel. I don't know. I, f- I feel like Al Ewing is one of those guys who's like, eh, I, I want to make sure that my run is completely different to Donnie's. So I'm going to like completely change everything. Yeah. Yeah. And not for no, the I better. don't know. I, ne- I never, I have, we haven't got to the end of Donnie Case. We've only read the first volume, but uh, I, I kind of feel like he's almost purposely trying to be different. Yeah. Instead of maybe continue. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't got to the end of Donnie Case, but. From volume one to this, it's a very jarring change to the yes, and I and and I don't think necessarily a good change either. Can I say that? Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. The you know Eddie, um, you know, yeah, being you know being the, the the new god king and and him just jumping from symbiote to symbiote. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just very weird. It's I guess it's not, again not how I view Venom, but you know. Yeah, it's it, it it's 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 crazy. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just sort of like, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, guys. I, I I'm not sure. I'm I'm giving it six out of ten. What are you giving it, Rich? Probably a five out of ten. Um, I was really hoping he was gonna. I, I was hoping that Al Ewing was good because you know he did a really good run with the the Hulk. Mm. And oh yeah, and a lot of horror, like a bit of horror elements to it. Yes. Uh, I was hoping he would bring those horror horror elements to Venom. Because I've always seen Venom as more of a more of a horror type character, you know. Yeah. It's all like gruesome. Well, and... They're talking up his horror credentials in the letters page at the end, and it's like, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I just, um, I, I, I thought he was going to bring that, but now also, it, like, he's almost like brought a more bright cosmic feel to it, which uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. I just, I was like, I don't get it. Yeah, no, it was interesting. Like, uh, yeah. So you gave it four, did you, Rich? No, five. Five, okay. Then we had a classic two-parter. Um, uh, Roger Stern, 229 to 230, Amazing Spider-Man, um, uh, Who Stops the Juggernaut, or Nobody Can Stop the Juggernaut. Uh, a classic, classic moment in Spider-Man history. I love Roger Stern's run. I've got the omnibus. I am a dying-in-the-wool, carrying-the-card Roger Stern fan. I loved this, and it, what a refreshing change of pace to go back to Roger Stern writing Spider-Man, John Romita Jr. on art duties, and I honestly think 9.5 out of 10, pretty much almost a perfect comic. Love it. Um, that's me, Rich. Where are you? Uh, not as much as you. No. Uh, while I like the, I like the concept, I li- no. and I like the... I like the battle between Spider-Man and Juggernaut. I feel like this is the comic where I think uh, Roger Stern needed to let uh, uh, John Romita have a little bit more yeah. uh, panels, uh, bigger panels, because he has filled the comics with so much uh, dialogue and um, uh, captions yeah. that I feel like it makes the, the action that's happening feel very small. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like John doesn't have the room to put on these, like what could have been glory. I mean, I would love to do like a remake of this mm. where you, just, where you just remove a little bit of the narration and, and, and the, and the stuff and go for bigger panels of Spider-Man trying to stop the juggernaut. I just think, I think a lot of the words hurt the art in this, what could have been like, which is a cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough, man. So, too wordy for you, but but in what a sense of pacing though, how it builds up the concept of Juggernaut, and just how, just how powerful he is. Like, 
you know, I really, I just felt like Roger Stern was really giving a lot of respect to the juggernaut. And, you know, May Juggernaut just seemed such ba- a badass, basically. Like, it was it was awesome. And to bring in, like, an X-Men villain like that into the Spider-Man comic and, you know, Spider-Man, you know, you see what happens to Madam Web and Spider-Man feels like, you know, he's lost something. I, I just, I, I, I dug it, man. I, I, I honestly think this is some of the best stuff um, the, of Spider-Man. I mean, J- Roger Stern's run is acclaimed as one of the best runs of Spider-Man ever. And I, and I read issues like this and I'm just like, oh, my God, yes. You know, like, this is the kind of stuff that I just love. I, I just really... I'm giving it 9.5 out of 10. What are you giving it, Rich? 7.5. 7.5. Then we had our final weekly comic, which was Trial of Venom. Um, and I and I made a comment when I read it. Peter David, our old friend Peter David, and I'm getting a, back in... Reading all this Spider-Man from this period, I'm, get, I'm getting a fair bit of Peter David, which I'm enjoying... Um, and I just had Hello Glorious 90s Peter David Spidey comic, 7.5 out of 10. Like, it's not going to win an Eisner, but for an entertaining comic with classic 90s artwork, I thought this might be right up your alley, Rich. Was I right? Wasn't... I, I can't say I was a massive fan of the art. I find it a little bit inconsistent. Right. Um, and sometimes a little bit too cartoony. Yeah. Because um, it was really weird. Sometimes it would look really cool, and then other times it would look really over-the-top cartoony. Oh, some different. of the depictions of Eddie were jarring. just cra- Some of the depictions of Eddie were just like, wow, what is going on with Eddie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, some, the faces were not some of the strong points. Which, mm. But when everyone was wearing a mask, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> like, his Venom jaw was really good, you know, and his Spider-Man's good. But I do think he struggles a bit with the face and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Uh, it looks too comical. But a really interesting story, you know, you've got Daredevil, Matt Murdock, who is um, uh, defending Eddie Brock yes. um, in, in a trial uh, um, where he's basically trying to say Eddie's not responsible for the actions of Venom. Mm. Uh, and then obviously, to, you know, the whole time it's, you know, Eddie and, and the suit are playing them and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, again, a very good story wrapped up in one issue. Yeah. No, no, no need to uh, milk it out into a two or three issue arc. No, no, it was, it was, it was good. And this is when I mean, you're reading Peter David. I was, I enjoyed the storyline, and yeah, the art was a bit cartoony and like, but enjoyable. Hell yeah! Like this is this is my kind of cup of tea at the moment, Rich. I'm guzzling this stuff down. Um, Seven point five out of ten from me. What are you giving it? That's also my favorite type of Venom when he has the big jaw. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a classic Venom. Like. I don't, I don't, I don't like it when Venom has the smaller mouth because no. it makes him look too comical. Yeah, no, I like it when he's got the really big head and jaw and stuff, and the big tongue coming out. You know. Yeah, for me, this is a, a six point five. Mm. Um, because I mean, it's it's nothing again, as you said, it's nothing super great. No. Um, but it is just a, it's a cool little interesting, self-contained, mm. uh, issue. Yes. All right, Rich. It's Trade of the Week, Venom by Johnny Cates and Ryan Stegman. Mm. Book one, 12 issues. Um, funnily enough, I, I honestly believe, and I enjoyed this, 12 issues that back in the old days would have probably taken maybe six issues, maybe even four, you know? Like, I, I feel as if it's, it's well-told comics. I enjoyed it. Uh, but they do... I don't know, 279 pages, 276 pages in this trade, it reads very quickly. 
um, and got and it's got some great concepts. Um, but at times, I I do feel they spin their wheels. Would you agree? Um, yes. So the the issue is is that like the the writers now they write for the trade. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're not really. Um, that yeah they they're not trying to get it done they're not like oh i've got this many issues or you know i've got this many stories i kind of feel like they're just almost like um yeah they're like oh i know i'm going to get a trade of this so i've got to make sure that you know my volume 1 has got this many yeah you know issues or something like that so i've got to really spread the story out yeah it's make it, sure, you know if they if they distilled this down into 150 pages i reckon it would have made it a lot stronger i really believe that and and i quite liked it but i just feel like at times that like i i was enjoying it but i was like wow we're really moving slowly <laughs> weirdly yeah i mean there's a difference between a slow burn and shit that you're just um uh, kind of regurgitating, uh, regurgitating lines, regurgitating scenes. Um, sort yeah, of that you're, you're stalling. You're, you're basically yeah. stalling. You're trying to, um, you're trying to get it as as drawn out as possible. Yeah, yeah. And you know, almost, like, almost ben... like a TV show when you're like, you know what, we've got 23 episodes. The story can only really take us this far. So we need to like uh, really spread uh, spread out the episodes or something like that. Yeah, and look, Bendis is an exponent of someone who does it. I mean, he he he, you would say successfully in say in terms of his career, but very poorly in terms of execution. When you read him now, you're like, oh my god, Bendis. But Donny Cates's writing is fresher because I think he's a lot newer on the scene, a lot fresher. He's got snap, he's got personality, he has a story. He just takes a lot of time doing it and not necessarily in you know serving his story particularly well i think he could have chopped this down by probably 100 pages and still had the same story um that said i i enjoyed it um i'm not sure if i'm quite so keen on where this all winds up if if it's all this fucking venom green lantern bullshit but i liked the idea of the well God. We, we we can't blame donny cates for that i think that's how his run ends up rich i think what Al Ewing in, inherited was the end of the Donny Cates run. So I think that, that that stuff at the start of Al Ewing's run, I believe, is the end of Donny Cates' run. Mm. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying... No, uh, but that's not necessarily the direction that Donny Cates may have sure. continued with it. Sure. Like, sure. while yes, he becomes the king or whatever, but then he could come up with some reason why he... Uh, you know, or, or maybe he was going to just write Eddie out completely... Mm. And have the kid become Venom, and then you got you got like Venom kid running around. I don't know. I, I mean, I we don't. I haven't got to the second volume, so I don't quite know what maybe his yeah plan for the whole shebang was. But um, uh, yeah, look, there's stuff in this I like, and there's definitely stuff that I don't like. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll name some stuff I like. I like the start of it where it brings up the the operative, the Black Ops operative who who had been infected by the Venoms, and you see that. Um... Uh, and I know that that is a um, a thread that I've actually I think we've read on the show before the one about Vietnam where he teams up with Logan, mm. so that's connected. Which I didn't like. Well, yeah, but that's connected. <laughs> that's true, and I enjoyed that. Uh, the artwork is excellent, um, and just the whole concept of 
you find out Eddie Brock uh, killed someone as a drunk driver and got off. Um, sort of like it, it made me kind of invested in the story. Uh, the artwork, I'm, I'm flicking through the comic now and the artwork is just fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Like it's, it's, it's horrific, as you were saying um, in, the, in the previous, uh, you know, Venom 1 by L. Ewing, how much you enjoyed this artwork. I think the artwork's fantastic. I'm looking at that picture of the giant dragon. Um, looked great. Like there's there's a page turning quality to it, which I Donny Cates, who I have not read a lot of, um, over the years. I haven't read a ton. I've read bits and pieces. I, I thought this was by far the strongest Donny Cates stuff that I've read. I I really, I really was kind of absorbed in the storyline. I followed it super closely. When I got to the end of it, uh, it was kind of funny when he fought Miles Morales. Uh, Miles Morales turned up, and then Miles Morales says, "I hate symbiote stuff." Um, Null, the god, and, and the way that the Venom planet is actually a cage around the god. I thought that was a cool concept. Um, and for me, Rich, the jury is really out if I want all these symbiotes. Like, I almost think with symbiotes, the more they spawn, the less effective they get. Like, I almost would have stopped at Carnage, you know? Um, but I know Marvel just following that formula of, like, Venom was popular in the 90s, and he, he burst out in popularity. Well, let's just keep on fucking dialing into that. Like, you know, let's keep cashing that in until it stops. That's definitely the approach Marvel have taken to Venom. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing. I've always really enjoyed Venom as an actual villain, mm. as a Spider-Man villain. But I understand that they've taken him a different direction. You know, they want to kind of make him the the anti-hero yeah. type of character and all that. Um you know, if it's done right, it's done right. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, there was things in this that I did like. Yes, I liked. I liked the, I liked the redefining of Eddie Brock's backstory. Right, mm -hmm. it felt very much like, um, you know, someone fixing um, uh, Guy Gardner. Mm. You know, when um, uh, fuck, it's getting late. Um, <laughs> Chuck Dixon. Yeah. Um, yes. you know, he did the he 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 did that uh, run on Guy Gardner where he was giving me more of a, a backstory. Yeah, the year one stuff, yeah. But I also like how some of his memories are false because the symbiote's been actually like um yeah, adding cool. memories or removing memories and the whole reason to do that was to keep Eddie like dependent on it. Well the symbiote created the it. cancer as well. Like the symbiote mimicked cancer. I was like, wow, that's actually, that's a neat idea. Like, the symbiote needed him as well and needed Eddie. And so it would create things that, that kept Eddie dependent upon it. Am I right yeah. in saying that? Yeah. Uh, correct. So basically, it. Uh, so he was going to kill himself when he, um, like he was in, in the original stuff. But I think what they did was they rewrote it to like the symbiote convinced him that the reason he was going to do it, not because his career was over and all that sort of stuff, but because he had cancer and mm. his uncle died from cancer and his sister died from cancer and apparently didn't have an uncle or a sister. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. those are part of the false, the false memories and all that. So, I mean, again, that's the sort of stuff I really enjoyed um, because that just adds more backstory um, mm. to the character and all that sort of stuff makes him a little bit more sympathetic all that sort of stuff. I don't even mind him actually having the kid that he didn't know about and all that sort of stuff. 
the part where it loses me is the cosmic stuff is the oh you know what the symbiotes have actually been around on earth for yeah this long and guess what they were actually yeah, soldiers used by shield and all that sort of stuff so you know i mean don't not that that uh, doesn't completely break the fucking well when venom first showed up how come shield didn't know anything about the fucking how to control venom and yes. crap and all that and just like breaking yeah. that sort of you know um history but th- i i prefer the stuff more that was that was delving more into his backstory fleshing out his backstory his character mm. more than the god king stuff and all that the god king stuff felt very generic yeah okay yeah i'm um, not as i'm not as but art was great i agree with yeah. you the art Reminded me of um, reminded me of uh, McFarlane Spawn. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not not to that level, but yeah. it's it's in that realm. The art style, the way you 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 reminded of it. Now I'm looking at an issue here. I think we see the Celestials turn up, which we've discussed yeah, before uh, on the show. Um, and so he's what? What did he actually infected a Celestial? Is that what he did? No, he killed the Celestial. He killed a celestial and then sort of like went crazy. Oh, when we say he, we're talking about Null. Null, the, yeah. The symbiote god king who, for some reason, looks like a human. Okay, mm. gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. Uh, like, and then he, and then he fought Thor, which was interesting as well. Uh, Null fought Thor. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that stuff. Like that, that to me is a bit of fun. That's playing around with the Marvel universe in an interesting way. And Thor is cool because you can have Thor through the ages. You know, you can have Thor back in Viking times and stuff like that. Like, Yeah, but the whole Thor thing didn't really... I mean, again, I haven't got to the second volume, but the Thor thing didn't really add anything important. It was just a chance like, to like, have Thor fighting. It, yeah, it, did, it, did, it, it wasn't something that was mentioned that then came back to be important or necessary. Well, he. So, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying, but I also kind of feel like it's also unnecessary because it doesn't, it, well, it doesn't well, Thor, achieve Thor anything at the end of Thor, the day. It, There's no callback to it or anything. Thor killed him, you know, or not killed him, but separated him from the from the from. Yes, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. But my point is, th- then, if you're mentioning that, then you would think that something about Thor or what he did would come into play. Mm. Now, maybe it will in Volume 2. I don't know, but I'm just talking about Volume 1. Yeah. That Thor thing has not... You you would think that, that it was foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. That you're using Thor. Maybe something about the power of a god or mm. the lightning or Molnir or something, but nothing has so far yet paid off. So no. if nothing pays off, then I kind of feel like it's... You could have just made it some any random cosmic fucking being then that did that to him. It didn't have to be Thor. Yeah, good point. Good point, Rich. Good point. Well, but it's a, yeah. This this is a mixed this is a mixed bag for me. I there's some things I really enjoyed about it. I think when he wants to be, uh, uh it, you know, when he wants to leave politics and and shit out of it, I think he can be a good writer. Sure. Um, there is some really good stuff in this that I did enjoy. There's some stuff where I just go, I don't like. I'm not a big fan of the cosmic venom angle. What did you think of venom um, having wings? Because that was. That was interesting. I was like, I don't know if I really like Venom having wings. No, that's my point. I don't want Venom to be some shape changer that, you know, can sprout wings or a tail or or, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I must say, in this issue, they didn't have him with his big teeth and jaw enough. No, I know. I agree. In this volume. Yeah, he wasn't Venom enough for me. 
Some sometimes yeah. I was like, I want Venom to be properly Venom. Like I'm looking at it, what looks like a variant cover of Venom here, and there was very little of that in the actual. Like I like my Venom, kind of. I I I like Venom how he was in the nineties, where like even when he was an anti-hero, mm. he was he had a crazy sense of humor. He was always talking shit. You know, he was crazy. Like I prefer that. Like this is good. It gives a bit more context context to it all. Builds a mythos. Yes, it, it's well told. Like, don't get me wrong. This is a good comic, but part of me is like, yeah, yeah, I like the old Venom. <laughs> you know, like, oh it, yeah, 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 classic Venom, the big bulky Venom, as I said, with the long tongue, yeah, and the and the big jaw and the teeth and the slobber and all that sort of shit. That'll always be my favorite, yeah, uh, version of Venom. And, and and like I'm reading the Venom. And I miss, I miss, can I be honest with you? I miss him being a Spider-Man villain. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah. miss him being more of a, you know, a, a Spider-Man antagonist. Yeah, but of course of, they had like, to change. I just, that. I do miss that. Well, they had to change that, didn't they? Because they wanted to milk Venom, you know, in the regular titles, and they can't have Venom running around in his own title just killing people indiscriminately. Well, he's killed fucking a lot of people in this fucking uh, series. He has, but it's but it's. He was ripping people in half and decapitating <laughs> them and everything. I know, but like, not just as a full-on murderer kind of thing. Like, it's kind of more like serving the story and his role in it as kind of like a protagonist as opposed to an antagonist just running around just serial killing people like eating their brains like the original venom you know like the, you remember how crazy the original venom was like originally yeah yeah you know like um yeah it's just how unhinged he was like it's... i miss that guy a lot i miss him <laughs> i i did like though and i'm i'm flicking through the comic as as we're talking i like the appearance of the maker the evil Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Now, I've got a question. What, the thing he's wearing on his head, did, what what purpose does that serve? Do you know, Rich? Is it like, oh, I would never clear. Is it like VR or something? I just kept thinking, what you know, what has he got on his head? Because, you know, he was the original Ultimate Four, Fantastic Four Reed Richards, and then he turned evil in the Ultimate Universe. Did you realize that? Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, no, he's from the original Fantastic. He's from the Ultimate Universe, and he survived the destruction of the Ultimate Universe to come into the six one six as the Maker. Um, Maybe that's to keep his brains in or something. I don't know. I, I I don't think. I think underneath it, he's just a regular person. Um, well, I I assume it's probably to enhance his vision or brain matter or mm, something in some way. Mm. And it's it's very because he was fine. It was fine when uh, Venom uh, smashed his face. Yeah, yeah, and well, it broke the helmet. It didn't seem to uh, um, affect him in any way. But you know, I again, I mean, you, I would have to see if he pays off in any way in yeah later in, in, the in, in the next volume or something like that. Because again, that's not resolved and or anything at the end of. And what about what's happening with Carnage? Like he's kind of almost like a cult of Carnage, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a setup. It looks like for obviously, I'm I'm assuming Carmen Carnage must play some part in the whole null yeah I, I battle storyline thing, whatever. Yeah. It, there's a there's a series called Absolute Carnage, which I believe delves into that. I'm just flicking through as we're talking. I really, I I, I just think it, it's good stuff, man. Like, and you know. This kid, though, is definitely a lot younger than he is in the... I'm looking at this kid now. Oh, he hells like he's yeah. 12. He looks like he's 12. And he's more like 16, 17 in the, in the other one. 
Um, yeah, just a just a really interesting well told comic. I'm, I'm giving it eight point five out of ten for the, for the, for this whole book. I I think it's it's strung out a bit, and um, you know, but I I feel like it stays on track. It's a really good storyline. The the art's good. There's, there's there's not much to dislike in this book. I really overall find it a very fascinating uh, read. Uh, yeah, it's it's a seven point five out of me. I I think there's some strong themes. Mm. Um, there's some good stuff in it. As I said, I just the part that just throws me is the cosmic. Yeah. Um, the the cosmic stuff. I'm as I said, I'm just not a massive. I understand that people go, oh, but he's from Secret Wars. He's, you know, he's with the Collector or the Traveler or some whatever shit. I'm like, yeah, I get that's like the origin of the the creature, right? But I just, I just like it being more. I, yeah, I said I just like him more as a villain. I like him being more just horror. Mm. I like it that he's just some weird space parasite. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't need it to be this in depth you know what i mean i don't need him to have this massive cosmic origin no definitely not you know with his own god and stuff i don't know yeah that's no, just me though yeah look it's definitely a change of uh, pace i think it's a well-told story i also don't know if i really need it um and i almost wonder why they don't just do regular venom anti-hero stories like back in the 90s like i i'm sort of like i'm pretty confident that would be just as popular as this um oh you know, but, but hang on hang on can you explain something to me mm. what the fuck is it with the, with, with uh, in this book mm. that apparently the symbiote loves um oh yeah flash uh flash flash thompson more <sighs> that sucks that that that's what, 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 why well that's just why the, would you the run of rick Remenda where he was agent venom which is a pretty decent run pretty good run and they did in in the cartoon series and stuff as well. But yeah, when they're like, "Oh yeah, he prefers Flash Thompson," I'm like, "Flash Thompson, who was Venom for like what two to three years, as opposed to Eddie, who's been the fucking the primary host ever since Peter got rid of it." Like, yeah, but that's my that's my point. You 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 write in a story where the the the, the symbiote mm. is changing his memory, rewriting his memory so yeah. that he will stay with him. You know, and even like when the symbiote like quote-unquote sort of dies yeah uh, right before it dies it says i love you eddie you know or something yeah. like that or like i love you or something to that effect mm. but then you come out and you say oh no <laughs> thompson was really his favorite i kind of go well it kind of undermines the story yeah. a little bit that you're telling that about was, the symbiote yeah. like needing eddie so much i thought that was bullshit like, i thought that was bullshit yeah, man, I frankly know. i thought that was absolute bullshit like honestly i i was I, I read that and i was like really like Flash Thompson, like you know, a flawed character himself, like in essence. But I was just like, this is spitting in the face of like about a billion good Eddie Brock stories. But it was it was weird. Like it was it was to me completely unnecessary as a comment. I just, I just yeah, I thought I thought so. I thought that was really weird. Yeah, well, I totally agree with you, Rich. I, I read that and I was like, am I reading? Am I seeing things? <laughs> like <laughs> how is how did I, did I just read what i thought i read yeah like in the fucking eddie brock venom with the big thing is like eddie brock's back he's venom again he's like oh well i preferred flash it's like huh are you trying to sell this comic or are you trying to advertise for the fucking rick remenda ultimate edition <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah maybe they were like Check out Flash Thompson as to why the, uh, you yeah. know, like editor's note, yeah. check out the Thompson run, see why the symbiote loves him more. Loves him more, yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah, you oh, think okay. you like this venom? Wait till you check out Rick Remender's agent fucking venom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was that Which was. I'm a, not, you know, you know, I mean, that was a very interesting thing that they did with the, yeah. the venom, but uh, I, was, I mean, to turn around and say that, like, he prefers that's, him. That, yeah. That's the, the the symbiote's preferred. That person. was it I, was like, weird, man. Didn't, that made, didn't quite make much sense to me. It made no sense to me whatsoever. I thought it was I thought it was absolutely ridiculous, frankly. But anyway, regardless, so I'm giving it eight point five. What did you give it, Rich? Seven point five. Well, that's fair enough. And I mean that wraps up our trade of the week. And I do recommend you to listeners to check out uh, Johnny Cates and Ryan Stegman's Venom because it is a very interesting and fun first book. Um, and, and like I really enjoyed it. And I was I was messaging Adam uh, as I was reading, and I was saying, "Man, I'm I'm three four issues in and loving it." And he was saying, yeah, I re- he really enjoyed it as well. He said it for him in the middle, got a bit slow, but then it really paid off well at the end. But, um, yeah, no, uh, excellent comic. Now, I do want to thank listeners. Um, this has been a big show. We always try to provide a good show for our listeners. I want to, you know, also do a shout-out to anyone coming over from Legion Outpost. We just did a new episode today of Legion Outpost. We've got Dread or Dead, the Judge Dread uh, spin-off podcast we all do. They're all part of the Signal of Doom banner. Um, Rich is on them. Um, he's on this one particularly, but he's going to come on Legion Outpost at some point. He's been on Dread or Dead, um, and we have a good time. And you know, if you can spare it, if you can swing it, um, it really would be appreciated if you could contribute something to the Patreon. It helps for show running fees, which um, are you know part of the process of doing all this. So at Patreon.com/signalofdoom, um, you could you know for a price of a cup of coffee, it would be much appreciated. It all goes towards show costs. Uh, and we are proud members of the collective. Um, you've got people like Inner Demons with Brian Biggie. Uh, you've got Ray, you know, knocking it out of the park week after week with Into the Night. Two hours on the two minute uh, Moon Knight trailer. Uh, Rich, I suppose you'd be. <laughs> That's put, a, <laughs> what's that? There's like, is that like t- um, ten minutes for every second or something? Well, it's or like every... it's like in yeah. in Parliament, like filibustering. You know what I mean? Like where they stand up and they. <laughs> They just, if someone needed, they go, Ray, we need you to stand up in Parliament for four hours, give us Moon Knight, you know, give us the history of Moon Knight. And Ray's there like six hours later, still going. Um, oh, it's like, it's like that episode of Parks and Rec where the guy just talking about like Star Wars. Yeah. For like an entire day because he, he can't not talk. <laughs> the filibuster fails. It's like that. That's awesome. He's like, so he's just talking about Star Wars in the Parliament. Is he in the Council? Yeah. So because when he stops talking, then they'll have a vote. <laughs> right. And if he can talk till like the end of the the <laughs> session or something, which is like in twelve, like eight hours or something like that, <laughs> then they have to convene tomorrow. So he just starts talking about how he would write the next Star Wars movie, <laughs> and he's just going on. We open up on Tatooine with a. Twins, and he's just talking for eight hours, and then finally, like, fine, time's over. Let's convene for. <laughs> Quite funny. Um, yeah. So, look, that is it's all very much appreciated. And um, Rich, is there anything you would like to promote? No, 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 nothing. Just nothing general presence. How much? Just, if, uh, if I want to get a hit done, how much are you charging now? Cash. I'm retired. I'm You're retired. retired. Okay. So he's... Yeah. Good. I've I've got enough money. You've walked away. You've walked money. away from the game, man. You've walked away from the game. I like yeah. it. It's, it's like tough that, to do. Just like the movie, I've done the last hit, and then I said I'm out. This is my last hit, and then I'm out. I love it. All right. On that note, thank you and good night. Good night. Good night.